0: brigade what is up it is time for another episode of the bostonian versus the book dave Sherapin, matt perot live on youtube live on twitter at boston versus the book we're always replayed on sirius xm channel 159 and on sports grid television where you see a lot of dave and soon mm. to be more of me yeah. coming up this weekend you'll get me fridays and saturdays now you get dave every single almost every day right monday to friday for you now
1: I did Saturday and Sunday this week, too. Oh, my. 70. Just went on with the boys and um, did a couple segments. Yeah. So, yeah, things are picking up. When people get done with football, some people go on vacation. <laughs> some people get more stuff to do.
0: <laughs> like us.
1: We work more. We work
0: more. So, yeah. appreciate you guys watching on SiriusXM or watching on Sports. you listening on SiriusXM for that. Okay. So, we got a lot to get to, but a reminder out of the gate here. This is the week we are hoping to get the codes for our show to get rooms.
1: We're getting the codes. (laughs) If I got to go down and make the code myself, we're getting
0: the codes. So we asked for it this morning and we're efforting to get it all done. It's just, it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's locked up in some bureaucracy of something or other. So hopefully we're going to have that Thursday, Friday, March 21st, March 22nd live. It is starting to feel very much like March At least in Vegas, like we're into this is the last week of February. Friday is March 1st, which is kind of crazy. Basketball really getting hot. Bracketology really heating up. And hopefully you guys will join us at Resorts World coming up for Thursday and Friday for the second ever BVB weekend. Resorts World, the site will be at coming up for this weekend. So should be fun. Hopefully we get that this week though, Dave.
1: I told you we're getting it this week. Okay. There's, no, there, there's no doubt about that. We're getting <laughs> we're getting them this week. The plans are 21st and 22nd. It's done. Yeah, um, that's done. Yeah. So make plans um, if you're going to be in town for March Madness. I saw a um, friends over at Circa put up a poll. If you could pick one week or one event in Vegas, Super Bowl, March Madness. NASCAR's here this weekend. Mm -hmm. I think that's a little bit lower on the list myself, but not a NASCAR guy. It's fine. Um, Or like either opening week of NFL or like a divisional round. They didn't put the Masters? Masters in Vegas is nothing. Oh. Not important. Not even a blip on the radar. It's the most heavy bet sporting golf tournament of the year. Yeah, but nobody comes to Vegas for that. I would say the Derby is probably more important than that. The Derby wow, is a big one because horse players come in. No, yeah, they do. Like golf fans don't come in to, to bet the Masters now, especially with sports betting being everywhere. Right. You don't have to do that, but you never did. It was not a big deal.
0: Come so, on, JRP. Nice. Come on. <laughs> golf the game of sport. be nice what golf is a game a sport um oh I don't know I I think to me it's minus 500 March Madness is the best event to come to Vegas for I don't think it's really even close
1: yeah for those of you that have been here for one both anything else put it in the chat right now hit the like button hit the subscribe button we're almost to the 2k um subscriber number which we appreciate the discord channel is now uh what
0: the bvb BVB show.com if you're not in the way you get into it just put a the before it so it's the bvb show.com to get in if you have not joined the discord channel as of yet so if you're already in there don't worry about it you're good but if you're new and you try to get in it's the bvb show.com
1: the word the in front of, it used to be just BVB show.com. Now it's the BVB show, which is not anything to do with the Ohio state. No. That's I can't stand that when they say that. I don't like that at all, but <laughs> I don't yeah, mind it. <laughs> you like the Ohio state university. It's just different. I,
0: I like when things are different. I like when your school, your, your team, something's different. I don't know. I, I like it when you have your thing. It's fun.
1: Yeah. Put that. Give give them, give the people that are just getting here something to vote on first. Do you approve the Ohio State University? Yes or no? You know where our people are. They're all over. You know where they're at. I'm going to say we're going to get an overwhelming no response to the <laughs> Ohio State U. <laughs> Good. Yes or no? I already voted absolutely not you know it's funny
0: i can't stop thinking i woke i went to sleep last night to the to the to the to the, the spygate episode of the dynasty on apple tv uh huh it is it it is such an amazing thing that they have done this documentary i don't care if you're a patriot fan or not it is so wild to go back to that time it is like I was gone for so long. Like the 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 Boston media coverage of Spygate and the way that it was reported, yeah. like I totally forgot about the the fact that John Tomasi and the Boston Herald published a fake story about the walkthrough of the Rams in the O two super in the O one Super Bowl 02 Super Bowl. A fake story? Yeah, it was a fake story. That wasn't real. That was a fake story. That never happened. That was fake. <laughs> they they had to do. They had to issue a front page retraction of it. Because no one no one remembers that? No one no one can no one realizes that the Boston Herald, who publicized that story during the week of the Super Bowl for John Tomasi's story, which was fake, the Patriots said either you tracked it or quote we will own your paper. That was a direct quote from the Patriots to the Boston Herald. Either you you retract this, or we will own your paper. And in the documentary, it's awesome. So nobody
1: spied on nobody.
0: The Patriots taped the signals for the Jets. They did not tape the walkthrough for the Rams during during the Super Bowl. It's impossible to do that. Oh. Because Spygate was, it's just a great reminder of how the media has changed so much. But back then... Little stories became really big stories. Spygate was nothing. I mean, I forgot that Belichick sat down with 60 minutes. He sat down with Armageddon and said, <clears throat> excuse me, all the quiet parts out loud about like, well, everyone can do this. We were doing this with pen and paper. We just did it with cameras. Oh. Like we just changed and did it with cameras. Like he, he admitted what they had done because 70,000 people could look down and see the guys doing the signals. The only difference is the Patriots created a database. And then they have the woman who brought the hammer to the actual database of of videotapes and watched the NFL Like like
1: rainmaker. Lou brought the hammer to our, our watch party here.
0: She brought an absolute, an actual, an actual hammer. She just brought it in and they were cracking all of the videotapes. And then you have the interview with Roger Goodell in front of the media when the media is freaking out and going, why did you destroy the tapes? Why did you do that? And Goodell is just like, because I wanted to. Like he he just basically says to the media, like, I had to get rid of the I had to get rid of that database because it was a competitive advantage for anybody else or or and I don't trust my own people. He's like the fact that you know that we did that shows the fact that I can't trust my own people with this stuff. And I'm going to I had to I had to destroy it. It was such a wild thing to watch. And then Ernie Adams, who may be the most hysterically or unintentionally hysterical character in the whole thing. Sits down. He's like, I ain't talking about that. So just so, just so you know, I'm not talking about anything. And guys, like, well, I have to ask you about it. He's like, that's fine. He's like, there's a lot of things I could say right now, but most of it I'll take it to my grave. And like, you could tell he wanted to say something publicly right. about somebody. I don't know, but you'll like this because Randy
1: Moss is unbelievable. Oh, you're froze. Look at that face. Oh, you got him there, Mikey. <laughs> on uh, Discord. That'll be on one of Mikey Awesome's next. <laughs> okay. Randy Moss is unbelievable
0: in episode four. I mean, he is just so damn good with the way he's describing about joining the Patriots and what it was like. And they go through the whole 18 and 0 into, into the Super Bowl and the loss to the Giants and how much it hurt. And Braden talks about how much that loss stung and they still are upset about it. And I mean, you watch grown men talking about a football game, most of them have three rings. But talking about how 19-0 was to shut everybody up and to make history and a lot of parallels to the Chiefs because they're trying to do that yeah, now. the Chiefs it. won. They didn't. No, she's not won three in a row yet. No. She's, not, she's not made history yet. They did good win that game. Yeah, but I'm talking about the Chiefs right this year. I'm Talking about the Chiefs going into this season, there's a lot of parallels about trying to do something no one's ever done before.
1: Oh, to win three in a row.
0: Yeah, yeah. no one's done three in a row. Patriots, no one had won 19 and 0. Although Patriots did win more games than the Dolphins won, so you could talk about the Dolphins winning it all. But the Patriots 18 and 0. Dolphins didn't go 18 and 0. They went 17 and 0. So you get that. They lose. You know, they lose 18 and one. And how much that hurt the Patriots. And it's just, it's a really good, it's a really, really good documentary. You're going to
1: have to watch it because I won a block pool. I won three dimes on a block pool when Palaxco caught that pass. And the extra point was good. And I was working in the book. I was the only one in the whole room cheering. Because the the final? Or him scoring, period? No, the final. Him scoring that touchdown (laughs) final was 17-14, right? Seven, yes. Four.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's crazy, but oh. they, they slowed it down. You forget about that. Randy Moss, Hail Mary. You forgot that last play. I mean, Randy had his hands on the ball. Yeah. Like he, he had a shot mm. at it. <laughs> like it's, it's one of those like inches. Like you wonder like, Holy crap. If they had, cause Brady said to him, when I look at you reverse field and go the other way. Right. And he, and he went and it was unbelievable. I mean, it was, yeah, look, Dave, this is, there's video evidence of all these games. You can say whatever you want, but this is, this is like done really well. Like this is, I mean, it's off the book. I have the dynasty. I've read most of the book and the book's really good, but this is all sit down first hand accounts with Belichick who Belichick is pretty, I'm surprised he sat for as long as he could, as, as he did for this, because You can see how Robert Kraft and Belichick, I don't know when exactly Robert Kraft sat down for this because he said some pretty interesting things. Like with Deflategate, he walked into Belichick's office, he said, and said, on our Spygate rather, he says, on a scale of one to a hundred, how much did this matter for us? And and Bill goes, one. And he goes, then you're an absolute bleeping moron. (laughs) I mean, he says this about a guy that like, you could tell, in Kraft's mind, Kraft was always the boss. Bill, you always worked for me. Like you, you, whatever you did, you were always working for me. This is my team, right. and you were my employee. For all the whatever we were and success we had, I'm still your boss. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's a very interesting dynamic to kind of watch the two of them. And I mean, Bill says point blank, he said "I said everything I said." Then I'm not talking about spaghetti. Like it's it's done. But Eric Mangini, two guys should be roasted forever for everything. Eric Mangini and John Tomasi are both the two that should never be allowed to ever forget what they did. And Mangini, I mean, for the most part, disappeared, got fired from the Jets, and that was it. You know, he said the quiet part out loud. He's the one that called the code red on the Patriots because he knew Belichick was doing it. So he called the code red, and that was it. (laughs) He -hmm. got fired, and Eric Mangini was pretty much never heard from again. Sounds similar to what Michigan was doing. It's very similar to what Michigan was doing. Yeah, it's very similar. But I don't. I, again, I don't. I don't have a problem with Michigan doing it either. I had no problem with what Michigan did. So you know, they just did said, it better than everybody else. And the Patriots did it better than everybody else. It was the same right. thing. Like yep. there's a. I mean, in the in the in episode four, Armin Katayan is literally in front of Belichick. He reads him the rule, and Belichick says, "I misinterpreted it," and he goes. Bill, you're a head coach in the NFL. Like you're a three-time champion, you misinterpreted a rule, and Bill said I misinterpreted the rule. Like that was his lie. <laughs> that was his lie. So it's you know I, I think Michigan Bill knows is. where
1: all the bodies are buried. Oh. He can say and do whatever he wants. I mean, they uh. got a picture of him leaving in the morning. Didn't even phase anybody i agree
0: chef Kraft was taking shots at bill the whole time i i totally of agree. course he was and again i don't know when he sat down for the for his portion of the documentary was it before he had made the decision to fire belichick or was it <laughs> afterwards or if he knew this was going to happen but you know to me i always thought spygate was a joke it is a joke. I always thought the flake gate was a joke. It is a joke. It's just fun to watch it in reverse and watch it 20 years later and going, 20 years is a really long time.
1: Like, it's that crazy. was a I didn't really care about long it then, time. And I don't care about it now. Like, it's just one of those things. I think you got to be in that circle of Patriot fans. I'll probably watch it. At no, some the NFL, point.
0: Patriot fans don't care about it. It's everyone else. Everyone else cares about it way more than the Patriot fan does. It was everything about, I mean, you you literally... It's wild to watch the Giants, really as Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan talks about, you know, sacking Tom Brady, like it's an orgasmic experience. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like he goes, he goes, there's not, he goes, there's no better feeling than sacking Tom Brady. And when you do it the first time, you want to do it again and you want to do it again and you want to do it again. <laughs> like it's yeah. like, dude, like, hold on. Title look. shot, same <laughs> like, thing. Title out. shot. Like Michael, like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're getting a little bit too excited. Like this is like, you know, Greg Maddox, you know, getting aroused on the pitching mountain. Like, calm down.
1: Hey, listen, <laughs> sometimes you paint that, you know, paint the black pretty nice with a little, back back <laughs> four, you could get excited you this could, is what i, 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 is what I mean I dave
0: like this is, this is such complete nonsense they bugged the locker rooms the patriots had people seeing ghosts for 20 years people were seeing ghosts this is what this is why the dynasty is so good to watch in reverse cuz the patriots are a bad football team they're going to be bad for many years to come and i'm perfectly fine with it it's just really fun to look back on the level of insecurity and psychotic nature that the fans of the NFL had towards the Patriots and anything they all saw ghosts at all times and this is why they dominated because mentally they were defeated before they ever got on the field they had already lost they were already like oh okay here we go evil empire we got to beat these guys over and over again the behind the scenes footage is unbelievable it's it's so good of all the games mostly the losses because a lot of it is you know crushing watching grown men cry grown men I mean, Jonathan Kraft said he's never seen a locker room after the, after the first loss to the Giants where, like, grown men were puking, literally throwing up because they were so upset about losing. Like, they thought yeah. they had it. They thought they had 19-0, and 0, and they really, I mean, they did up to that point. Up until Tyree's yeah, <laughs> I mean, catch, I mean, was done. huh? Helmet catch. Five Brady's like, we had five guys. If that ball pops up in any direction, we have five guys to pick it off, and the game's over. And he's right. I mean, literally, they hit, hit five guys all the, all around, completely surrounded, and the ball pops up. It's a, it's really good. It's really it's one of the best documentaries that, in terms of episodic documentaries, because it's twenty years. They have so much sports media to put in there. It's like one of the first documentaries I've seen on a team, where like. 20 years ago, we have all the audio and all the video. Correct. Like we still have it. Like we, we Correct. haven't seen a lot of those, right? Like right. In the sixties and the seventies. Didn't have much. You didn't have in much, right?
1: films. Yeah. You, you, you had like and old school highlights. stuff.
0: You had game yeah. highlights or you had like somebody talking in today's time about what was going on. Right. Back then you have real time. Like they used Tony Kornheiser. I don't know why Kornheiser had it. He had a bird in his, sa- in his saddle for the Patriots. Like he and Wilbon like started every show talking about Belichick and the Patriots. And they have like so much things out there to be able to bring up and like put it on there. And it's pretty, it's, it's wild to watch. To are like, damn, it was only, it feels like it was yesterday, but you know, the HDTV is not existent. It's all like, it's grainy. It's not right. Like, it's not really all good there. Yeah. Last dance. You're right. Last dance did have a lot, you're right about that, but it didn't have this level of it, it was still the interviews. A lot of it was real time. Well, it's like today, talking about yesterday. I mean, Brady just left three years ago. <laughs> like Brady didn't leave a long time ago. just left a couple of years ago. So if you're right, if you haven't watched it, it's it's on episode four. It, episode four came out last night. And it's 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 one of the better things I've seen with uh for uh on, on sports docs on Apple TV. All right, big controversy today. Should court storming be eliminated? So this is in wake of what happened after Wake Forest beat Duke.
1: Did you try to do that in wake of wake?
0: In the wake of no, I did not mean to but it, but he just—it's in the wake of it, literally. Was pretty yes, good. Wake Forest beating Duke. Kyle Filipowski gets hurt. Students rush the court. He has to be helped off the court. This is after Caitlin Clark got hit by a fan storming the court in women's basketball. Yeah. Your team, Penn State, rushed the court this past week. My team that I look at the closest in Creighton University rushed the court this week. On average...
1: Did St. John's rush the court yesterday?
0: You can't rush it up. You can't do it at St. John at MSG. You can't rush the court at MSG. It's an NBA arena, so they don't allow you. They have NBA security. So here's the question. Do you ban it? Because right now, front page ESPN.com, there's a large, large push to ban court storming.
1: I mean, you you got to ban court mobbing. It looked like one of those mosh pit scenes that you talked about being in. It True. wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't a regular court storm. It was a court ambush. What a do you mean? Form. They What's- were out before the clock was zero zero zero. Okay, they were but what, running. What- but how Somewhere. can you? Either you allow
0: it or you don't. Like you can't have it be like let's have an organized rushing of the court. Like there's just rushing of the
1: court or there's not. What do you mean? You let them on down three aisles on one side of the court and that's it. Like you orderly, you you can keep it orderly if you're going to do it. I hate to see it banned because it's fun. But like everything else, the fun gets ruined. Somebody gets hurt. You can't have a player getting hurt. I don't there's know. Wh- people out there are saying he's trying to trip the kid. All this other stuff. I mean, one of my buddies in Pittsburgh, <laughs> Flop. Colin Flop. Dunlap, posted Flop. the video Kosky. of the 1979 World Series, right, where the Pirate fans and Oriole fans rushed the field at Memorial Stadium when the Pirates won the World Series. And there's video of the catcher Steve Nicosia. Grabbing a guy who grabbed him from behind and throwing Mm -hmm. him down and pummeling him a couple times to get him off him and go. People can get hurt. That's what the
0: problem is. It's drunk college kids rushing the court. And there's a front page article on ESPN.com this morning talking about the fact that it was glorified in the 70s and 80s. And then in the 90s, it was turned into marketing. Like it became part of the game. Like court storming was something you would see consistently put on TV, on ESPN and Sports Center. So more and more kids did it because they'd get on TV. So it took off going with that. I I really am sad about this because I do think it's a really cool thing that college basketball has. But I also understand the dangers of it. And and I, I don't mean like dangers to the kids doing it to
1: the players and coaches. Like we Party saw. Enough. Yeah, we you saw Dan Hurley. On, while, on going down or, or stepping onto the court, you're gonna get stepped on over. Who's picking you up? Nobody. They're running yeah. to the middle of the court to jump around.
0: Jay Billis did say they should be arrested. Yes. He said basically it's it's arrest. It's trespassing. Yeah. He said everyone goes you said you come on the court you should be arrested for getting on the court. Uh no I don't
1: concur with that, but I, I do understand the point of Put we have to in the in in the chat. There's a second poll. We got the first one. That was easy. Seventy-five percent said the Ohio State University is a no so good. It's not cool. Not good. Um, what do you think people will vote? College basketball fans. Somebody. I mean, you've been on the court when it got stormed. I've been on the field.
0: Like I, I have a very different. I, I mean, I think. Coming on the field when you get a big win is part of the college experience. I think it's a cool thing. I have been scared to death when South Carolina fans jumped onto the field and came after Dennis Francione when they beat Alabama. And I was like, holy shit, this is not good. And this is, I mean, basketball
1: is one thing. Wait, Football, you were at Alabama or at South Carolina? I
0: was at South Carolina when okay. Alabama lost to South Carolina and South Carolina fans stormed the court. Stormed in game, the field. And yeah. field, sorry, in Gamecock, Fans went at Francioni. Like why? Because they want to go rub it in his face. He's the coach of Alabama. Oh, but
1: so they, they didn't go to like physically do anything. Wow, you have no idea. All you see is kids rushing at you. Well, like, yeah, that's you the, no- that's that's the danger, right? I mean, think about it. If 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 UConn when they lost to to Creighton and that kid gets down in Hurley's face. Yeah. He said what he said from up there, but what if he said it from an inch away uh-huh. from his face and pointed at him or God forbid poked him? It's bad news. Yep. It's there's nothing, I mean, that's not good for anybody. I'm not just talking to coaches and the players, I'm talking for the the kids. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's bad, bad, bad. Because to, to, to Bill's point, when
0: does it become illegal? Right? Like at what point does the act become an illegal act. Like, if you're on the court, you're not supposed to be there, and you say something <clears throat> to a coach, or you get in the coach's face, and the coach puts his hands on you, who's who's illegal? Who's breaking the law? Like you're in you're in a place you're not supposed to be. He's a coach; he's supposed to be on the court. You're a fan; you're not supposed to be there. So I'm claiming self-defense because you're in a place you're not supposed to be. So I don't know what you're capable of. So I'm gonna say it's self-defense. I'm gonna put my hands on you and I'm gonna physically move you away from myself to protect myself. Where a student can say, a grown man put his hands on me. I was on the court, I can say whatever I want. He has no right to touch me. It's you're you're when you allow a court storm, and I want to allow court storming, but there are big questions being asked right now about what is the proper way to keep it safe and. That's what's going to cause most universities. Look, LSU got fined $100,000 by the SEC. If you court storm in the SEC or you you go on the field in the SEC, it's a $100,000 fine.
1: Is that a deterrent? Not even close. Here you go. Exactly. So one, it's not a deterrent to anybody. But if they had that fine to Marist, okay, Marist would hire security to stand around and say, don't let anybody on his court with, if we win a hundred thousand is a big dent to 300 of the teams, not the three seventy. there's 70 to just write the check. Right. Okay. It's a big win. We just beat Kentucky. You know, it's going to be on every TV in the world. We can't buy that advertising, you know? Okay. So it becomes a business decision fair. I don't know. It never occurred to me to even try to court storm. When I was in college, it was not even. I, why? Where am I going? I'm going to go stand on a court and jump around. Yeah. and High five strangers. And yeah, players. what am I doing? Well, I just, a lot of times the players
0: do? stay a lot of times the players are classmates and they stay Like at UMass. The players stayed on the court all the time when we, when we court stormed. They stayed and party with us. Like They were on the court with us. Doing what? Celebrating, jumping up and down, having a good time. I mean, at UMass, I kids were jumping on the rims, kids were standing on the rims, kids were you know doing pull-ups, going and
1: going up and getting on the rim, and yeah, absolutely. Let's that go was, eat and celebrate. What are we doing? We're standing on a court celebrating. It seems silly to me, but it always did. I, I, I mean, I knew a lot of the players at Penn State. It would never yeah. occur to me to storm the field. I. I guess because I played, you know, or I was around a lot of the athletes, or just like it never occurred to me to go out in the court and jump around. So,
0: football, I guess, Wednesday basketball, you guys just did it this week. Like, I get why you guys did it. It
1: looked fun, but if I was there, I wouldn't have gone on the court. And I would tell my daughters, there's no need to go on the court. You guys know better.
0: Fair. Uh, But drunk kids do. Dumb things.
1: That's just part of being a college. Have to be drunk. It's not even an excuse. There's a lot of them that are They're going out there anyway. Mm. I don't know if it should be outlawed or not. I mean, is it? What would you put barns court storming here to stay? It's a split vote so far. If you guys haven't voted, vote. I think they're going to kill it. I really do. I think. I think.
0: I think they're going to pass more strict laws, and it's still going to happen. You can't stop twenty. You can't stop like five thousand kids if they want to go. Oh. You can
1: stop them if you want. How? You hire security to stand by every staircase that goes down. And they run you over. Kids going to run somebody over. They want to. I'm not saying it'll happen every time, but I'm saying if the kids
0: want to get on the court, the kids are getting on the court. It's the same thing with the field. The kids want to get on the field. Like I watched it at Iowa. Like, I, like when the kids want to get on the field, they're getting on the field. They Like you, you can't stop every entrance. They just jump over whatever barrier you put in front of them. Just going to jump over it. Iowa State, same deal. Like it's just, it's a mass, a mob. I don't care if you have 10, 20, 30 security guards. Five 5,000 people and they all want to go one way, you're losing as a security guard. You're going to lose that battle. Just about how motivated is the mob to get to where they want to get to. And then at what point are you putting the security guard's life in j- in danger by having them try to hold the dam up while this, like, massive humanity is trying to get past them?
1: If you put security, and I'm not talking like just some guy with a vest on or a T-shirt that says he's security. If you put security at each you? thing, they ain't running down her. I don't think so. I don't know what happened. Slow a it down.
0: Well, that's fine, but I think some kids would do it. I think some kids would say, "Hell, some guy ran in the, on the on the field of the Super Bowl." Like it, it, it just happens. Like people are going to do dumb things if they're given the chance to do it. They're going to do dumb things, and I'm just saying you could tamp it down and slow it down. But court storming, I think, will still happen once in a while. I think the problem is, on average, the report on ESPN.com says, on average. Over the last 10 years, three court storms a week have happened.
1: Wow, that's yeah. a lot. In I college would have basketball. Under. yeah. Three I would think there's one or maybe two a week max. Yeah, three a week is the average for court. Wow. Storm. So it's it's part I mean, does of that Detroit Mercy guy that was the one guy. Does, that count <laughs> does he count? I don't storm? know. I doubt
0: it. Maybe I don't know. But like, but but that's the problem, right? Is that this is not a isolated thing. This is ha- this is part of the basketball culture to court storm. So it's not as prevalent in college football because some, I mean, a
1: lot of times you're going to beat the number one team in the country. I sure. I'm, I'm not, I'm joking, but I'm not. But when I was at Penn state, it would be like going on the field at the longest yard, the movie, the longest yard, there was security there that made you feel like you're going to get shot oh. if you stepped on that field. If you stepped on that field of Penn state, we were, Two steps away from being on the field. But you were always good, though. The difference is if
0: you aren't good and you get a crazy win, like if Penn State was the doormat of the Big Ten for 20 years and you beat Ohio State for the first time in anyone's life, right? Your dad's life, your life, your grandfather talked about the time they won in the 1960s and then you beat them. That overwhelming emotional outburst. I don't care what security is there. They're getting overrun. So that's the difference. Penn, you guys were always good. You guys were always competitive. You're always a top 20 program. Like you had Joe Pa. So, like it's it's the Bear Bryant line. Act like you've been there before. So you guys beating Ohio State, it's like we've done this before. We've beaten you before. Like we're on the same level as you. You might not think we are, but we we know we are. You act like you aren't, but you know, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, we're all on the same level. That's the Penn State fan attitude. So I don't think Penn State rushing the field would make a lot of sense. It would look weird. Like, why are you rushing the field? Like, that's why. I was making fun of the Duke fans when they did it because I was like, you guys were favored. What the hell are you doing? Like they, they, they were laying three. <laughs> like they were right. expected. They covered. They were expected to beat Duke. That wasn't an upset. <laughs> like, yeah, but was, they
1: they never, I mean, they beat Duke not that many times. And I guess. No, but but they
0: were expected right. to win that game. That was not a shock by. Yeah, Oklahoma but they don't know. They don't
1: all know that. They don't
0: right. Know. But that's the problem with it, they right? Duke. It, Is it they beat Duke now? They have to be favored to, to, or they have to be dogs to storm the course. For me to call you an underdog, for me to call it an underdog victory, that was not an underdog win. It wasn't an upset. Neither of the two things, as it was described. Wake Forest upsets Duke. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. (laughs) Like they were expected to win
1: that game. They did what they were expected to do. What ranking wise, they did. They won the rankings. Okay, great. Great
0: transition. This is how stupid the rankings are. Okay. Yeah. The Creighton beats number one UConn. By 19 mm-hmm. turn right around. They lose by 14 to unrank St. John's on the road, right? Today poll comes out. Jays go up three spots. <laughs> like, the
1: polls are stupid. The polls, they mean nothing. Those votes were sent in before yesterday's games. That's the crazy part. <laughs> I, again, the poll- there you go.
0: What? Well, why? The polls are dumb. The polls are stupid. The The idea of someone being overrated in college football or college basketball, both the numbers, if gambling does anything to this country, if we go anywhere in sports betting, and if sports betting can have any positive influence on the college game, is that we get rid of the polls.
1: The polls are pointless. I wish we had like symphony music to play behind that statement because we've been talking about that for 20 years here in Vegas the polls are a detriment more than they're not they especially in college football and we're going to get away from it with the 12 team playoff which is going to become 14 which is going to become 16 which who knows may become 24 very quickly but the polls are going to not matter they don't matter. They don't I mean, matter. That's just a, they don't matter, they shouldn't matter. And when a college football team starts 12th or 18th, and somebody starts number one for no reason, other than somebody read the Street and Smith's guide or the kid in the office that filled out the poll, put up the teams at the top, doesn't mean nothing. It impacts it impacts those kids and those teams' lives when they got to start from the bottom and go up and start at the top and already start like we say on third base you know and hitting a home run come on did you see Patino's suit by the way yes wait is that true my school is going to the mac really what wow that's ross true Randall, ross Randall. breaking news right here wow look at what? Ross with the BVB icon yeah i nice, love right? this right look at that he's a UMass guy for us thank you uh, ross
0: he's a boston kid uh Wow, that's interesting. UMass goes to the MAC. All right, I'll be betting more MAC games. That's good. Jordan conference, they've been conference list for a while, so they've needed to to get into a conference. So that's not bad. I don't mind that. All right, it's from the athletic. Thank you, Ross Randall. Good job. Did little Maxie Patino suit. I did. I, I knew my I knew my bet was in trouble the second I saw Rick come out in the all white suit. Uh oh, Rick was feeling it. He so was feeling King it. John's. No, Jays just missed a thousand shots. That was all, that was all Creighton. That wasn't St. John's. That was all the Jays just missing after shot. Up I only a shot.
1: watched a little bit of it. It never really was in doubt. Like, it, uh, out. it
0: was What's a little bit on? in the second half. It, it was, I mean, it was down to five. I mean, they, they they got it down and the Jays were live. They had a couple of possessions that had gone differently, but they turned the ball over way too many times. And I mean, look, when you have the entire team ice cold and one player goes off, you're going to lose. Like, right. I mean, Baylor Shireman, ever since he's been getting the love, look, it's hard to be a college kid. Is that
1: 55?
0: Yes. It's hard to be a college kid. It's hard to be a college kid when you're playing basketball. And it's hard to be a college kid when you're playing basketball and you're on a team that beat the number one team in the country. He wouldn't stop shooting. He went one for eight, I believe from behind the arc. He put up two air balls. Like he was not just off in that game. He was
1: off. Were they forced to? Yes. like We saw that here. Yes. it felt like he took the whole team and said, Don't worry, I'll 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 help us come back and he start heaving and chucking contested bad shots, two air balls.
0: Yeah. Ugh. He plays hero ball and it's really yeah. weird because the Jays aren't built on hero ball. That's not and he's not good enough to play hero ball. Right. But I mean, Ty Alexander set a career high. He I think he ended up 30. And like that, he was the only one that could score, like literally only one who could score. And Mm. sounds like Jason Tatum, Johnny, but Jason Tatum actually is good. Like no offense to Baylor, but like Jason Tatum can actually go off for 50. We can't see.
1: Is that a professional headshot for Johnny Cash? Did you see that
0: picture? Uh, I think that's Jeff Bezos.
1: Oh, oh, that's big. Okay. It's like Johnny Cash, that's an amazing pick. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, it's a, uh, yes. Trey T- 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 Alexander absolutely is going to be a, a solid NBA pro. Sure. He's a second round pick. He's a project, but he's, he's got a great mid- mid-range game. He knows his, you know, h- how to play to his style, but yikes. Like that was, it did not go well for the Jays because shot after shot. And look, when this, you've mentioned it. When you watch Ryan Kochbrenner play, sometimes he looks like he wants to be doing anything but playing basketball. It's weird, man. And he was in that mode. He was in that mood of like, because he got pushed around. Like if I was playing the Jays in the tournament, I would take like my backup center and I would say, first five minutes, I want you to smack him in the face. I want you to whack Ryan Kochbrenner as hard as He's you can. Just run into him a lot. and Hit him, him hard. In. Hit him. Hit He's him just, hard. Make that, him known that you're there. You're he shrinks like a violet. He just pulls right back, and I don't know why. Like he Give just. A second. Are you a
1: florist? A violet shrinks. Shrinking violet. You never heard that? Shrinking violet. Yeah, he just goes
0: zip right back in. So like, <laughs> that's that's what he does. He you know he sticks his neck out like a turtle, and then you rant right, right back in there. And that's he turtles big time. So, <laughs> just saying, that's oh, what boy. I would. That, if, if I was playing the jades, if I was scouting I would be like, this kid doesn't like contact. And the Ugh. ref the, the referees literally went on vacation in that game. They're like, eh, yeah. The ball. Like, Let them play. You, you bleeding? Nope. Keep playing. Like there was all sorts, all sorts of contact. So many plays. I was like, we please call a foul. Mac was laughing at the end, going, like, hey, um, what's going on? <laughs> like you touched the ref, like, are you serious? Like, what is going on? And you know, they they didn't respond. St. John's played New York style big east basketball and the Jays were not. They weren't up for it and they got pushed around and, you know, we'll see what happens in the tournaments in the, in the biggest tournament. But if the game gets called like that, it's bad news for a team like Creighton, but right. St. John's has a shot. I mean, I don't know if they're going to, you know, I don't, I don't know what they're going to wind up doing, but we'll see how, you know, how it goes. But the big 10 big East and the mountain West conference are all projected with six teams as of today to get in
1: six teams for the mountain West conference. How about six for the Big Ten? You think it's low? No. You watch the Big Ten?
0: Yeah, I I like the Big Ten. I like the top of the Big Ten a lot. I mean, like in terms of like national championship, not really, but in terms of like quality, yeah. I I think that there's, I mean, I like Northwestern a lot. I like, you know, at times you can see Illinois being as good. I mean, they got Final Four talent.
1: It's Purdue, right? And then Illinois. Okay. um, I don't know. Ohio State's playing their way in. No, like maybe they're playing their way in.
0: As of today, they're not in.
1: No, but they're playing. I mean, they're going to be a problem in a tournament. They might run it to the to the final or something. Right. The way they're playing, those are big upsets. Who else in the Big Ten do you like? Um, So,
0: if you look at Ken Palm's ratings, right? Obviously, Purdue, Illinois. Wisconsin's in, Northwestern's in, Nebraska's in. There's your, there's five, and then Michigan State has a shot. And there's your six to get in. Ohio State's right there, right behind them. There's seven if Ohio State can get hot.
1: Ohio State's getting hot. They might run it too. So fourteen
0: and right. four. I'm sorry, fourteen and fourteen rather. Eight and nine in the conference. Eh, don't think so. They went. They got to win the Big Ten. And they could win the big 10. I mean, they get off from the outside. They're a three point shooting team. Not, in, not insane. That's pretty insane. Big 10 tournament's tough. I mean, the way that where the bracket's done, it's not easy to make a run. Yeah. But I mean, Michigan state is 17 and 11, nine and eight in conference. You have a 500 record in conference, like the big 10, and you're in the top half of the conference. You're in like, that's just, you're in big Ten's Number two conference in, in college basketball, arguably. I don't know. But the Mountain West Conference is the one that I'm like, this is wild. Six teams. And that does not include UNLV, who all of a sudden is red hot.
1: Somehow they're not going to get six in.
0: Boy, I mean, Utah State, Boise State, San Diego State, they're in. All, all three in. of those, they're all yep. in. Right. Nevada is a 10 seed at the moment. Okay. New Mexico and Colorado state both have really big wins, 21 and seven and 20 and eight. And they got a couple of really big marquee scalps on their resume. Yeah. And UNLV now is 16 and 10. They're nine and five in conference and the whole, and they play them. They play the mountain West conference tournament here on their home court.
1: They could get seven. I bet under six. Ooh. The way things play out, I think they get under six. They're going to be like the first couple teams that they'll, if they're wavering, somehow they'll toss them. I don't think they should. I'm just saying, just when they're going to get a, they're going to defer to the big. I mean, if you decide between Michigan State and one of them, they're going to give it to Michigan State because of Izzo and the pedigree. Yeah. So if you look at like the way,
0: the way that the athletic does it, I love it because they seed it one through 68. Like they don't do seeds, they do numbers like as to uh-huh. where they are. So <clears throat> excuse me. So like if you look at, and they have the automatic qualifiers, basically the automatic qualifiers start at number 47. So we'll just go from 46 up. So they've got Nebraska at 40, which is the last team to get a buy, Nevada 39, mm-hmm. Providence 38, Michigan State 37, Boise State 36, Northwestern 35. So that's basically Big Ten, Mountain West, Big Ten, Mountain West. Like you can right. see how these two conferences, Big Ten and the Mountain West, there's going to be some fluctuation going back and forth as to how many they get sure. in. And you're right, they may go and give seven to the Big Ten and five to the Mountain West. Probably. They they defer they prefer the bigger brands, and I understand yeah. why. But here's a question. So if you're the Mount if you're the Mountain West conference and you're eyeballing this merger with Oregon State and Washington State. Washington state obviously is doing very well. Just beat Arizona twice this season. They're in the tournament. Does the mountain West conference getting six, let's just say they get six. Does that help them in terms of being comfortable with the merger? Because they got to sell this to everybody else. It's, it's not really a football conversation. This is a basketball conversation. I know football drives everything with realignment, but I just wonder if the mountain West has a spotlight on it. And you know, we've had a mountain West team go to the final four last year. Is there a chance for maybe this to be smiled upon if it becomes the Mountain West plus the two Pac-12 teams and they keep the Pac-12 alive?
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: It, uh, it could happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think it it helps. This is all well, about got public a relations.
1: a question from Whitrock. Yep. Uh, is there any reason why the stream restarts after an ad? Have you noticed that it's doing that? Every time there's an ad that pops in. Uh, he no idea. Starts the stream. Not our doing. Yeah,
0: got nothing to do with us. So that's just that's just a YouTube thing. I don't know. Okay. I can look. I can look into YouTube. I don't think that happens for everybody.
1: It's happening for me too. I have to restart it every time an ad pops up. I have to restart the stream and then just catch it up to live, so we can watch it with the chat. Just curious. Um, I don't know. Tyler just came in the chat and said he's got five in from the Mountain West. New Mexico's first four out. Fair, he's
0: right. I mean, New Mexico definitely is a question. I mean, if you look at the numbers, uh, although let's see where does they've got New Mexico at twenty nine for wow. on on the athletics. So they have New Mexico solidly in the tournament, which is a little surprising because I is agree. Athletic on the committee? No, but this is. I mean, they do this every year. This is the bracket watch that they do. Um, you know, they have multiple people involved in this when it comes to who's multiple college basketball writers that have covered this for a long time. I can't believe that Merrimack might make their first ever appearance in the tournament. <laughs> Merrimack is picked to pick to win their division, win their conference and get in.
1: The games are getting really good. I mean, Saturday was just, just from one game to the next, to the next, to the next. It was, it was so much fun. And I mean, yesterday for me was a hockey day, so I I didn't pay minimal attention to anything except Ohio State's buzzer beater Mm -hmm. um, in college basketball. I was so engrossed in the hockey. I had such a – I'll talk about that a little bit later and favorite thing about today and everything else, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Washington State lost to Arizona State.
0: Mm -hmm. Which is, again, there is a psychotic trend going on in college basketball. Big win. You lose the next game. Woo. It's just, it's it, bet it because it's happening. Bet money line. It's happening consistently. UConn, Creighton, Air, uh, Washington state. Uh, you just go through it. I mean, there's so many teams that have had big upset victories over a marquee opponent in the very next game. They look horrible, just dead in the water and they lose outright.
1: Are you aware that this match golf match is starting in 20 minutes? Is it here? No, I don't think Where so. Where is it? I don't know.
0: I I didn't even know they're playing it. Talk about underpromoted.
1: Uh, Johnny Cash just came in a chat and said the match golf starts in twenty minutes. Rory's plus two ten. is plus two ten. Rose Zhang is plus three twenty five, and Lexi Thompson is plus three twenty five.
0: And they're playing head to head. I don't
1: know. I don't even know the format.
0: Yeah, I can't tell you what's to bet because I don't, I, <laughs> I don't I mean, even I know I what even, the format I didn't, is. You know what's happening. So Kempom is oh, sorry. Um, ESPN bracketology. They have Northwestern, Nebraska, Virginia, Nevada, with buys solidly in. The last four in are Seton Hall, Providence, Gonzaga, and Texas A&M. Last team in is Texas A&M. First four out: Wake Forest, Ole Miss, Utah, Butler. Next four is Villanova, Drake, Cincinnati, and Colorado. Out. Out. Oh yeah. Next four out. So it is. It, I mean, we have a lot of basketball left to be played, obviously, but. I mean, Seton Hall and Providence, two Big East teams, Northwestern Nebraska, two Big Ten teams, Nevada, a Mountain West Conference team. I think the
1: Big East tournament is going to determine a bunch of other bids. If if a couple teams play well, right? Because I think the teams from the Big East that are in are solidly in. Fair. I agree. And I think a couple teams can play their way in. But if a couple teams just there, there's the first four out, two Big East teams, if Providence, Seton Hall both lose their first round game, there's no argument. Correct. They're out. That's easy. Now, one of them other teams will get in Mount Mountain West may get that's that. That's a, no, that, that, that. That's fair. No, that that's a fair
0: point. That they, they, they may not have it be where they get in because they're kind of like tedious, but they lose and they play their way out right to the NIT. I like that. That, that That's really possible that that yeah. could happen, that they play their way out of the tournament, then playing their way into the tournament because, you know, Butler is 16 and 12, but they're seven and 10 in conference. Xavier is 13 and 14. They're seven and nine in conference, but Xavier's got some pretty big wins on their schedule. Got some bad losses too, but you know, they, they've, they benefit from taking care of, you know, they play, well, I guess, nah, I don't know. No, I'm going to take it back. They really don't. They've mm-hmm. played a bunch of good. They've played a bunch of good teams. They played Purdue, lost, played Houston, lost. They lost tight. So, I mean, th- they went to Purdue early in November, lost by eight. They took on at home, Houston, lost by six, You know, lost to, to UConn by five, lost to Creighton by seven. They lost to UConn again. They got blown out on the road. 99-56, but lost to Creighton on that home, 78-71. So they have a really good strength of schedule. Like Xavier's, who they've played is decent, but, and beating anybody. So, I mean, you got to win. Can't just play, you, you, you got to win. Uh, yeah, Dave Butler is dead, but they could win the tournament. Like Butler has that offensive what? firepower. They could, the Big East tournament. Bless you. Not, not the national championship, the Big East tournament. No way, come on. Uh, I mean, eh, someone, if, if UConn got upset early, no way, Butler's not winning the, the say Butler, say Butler played Creighton in the final, Butler can be, where has to
1: get to the final. They got to win four games to get there. No, Mm
0: -hmm. I forget how the, you got to
1: win three to get there.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Three to get there. Four to win it. Right. In four days.
1: Syracuse did it. Remember Syracuse? Oh, Syracuse. I was just going to mention CBW. So Syracuse, why are we it? Syracuse won four, four games in four days. You didn't even do that on purpose. McNamara, right?
0: McNamara is... <laughs> Johnny McNamara was, was his first name for Syracuse, the three-point shooter who got super hot those four days and couldn't miss. Won the biggest tournament for Syracuse. I, re- I mean, I G-Mack. mean, I remember it happening, but I don't remember his name. McNamara, because I, I know a friend of mine who bought McNamara jerseys. Forget his first name. Nikki
1: Schirmelo said, "Thank you, uh, Jerry."
0: Uh, Jerry, thank you, Jerry McNamara. Yeah, Jerry McNamara. That was yeah. it. yeah. Good he
1: job, G Mac. He That's was it. yeah,
0: tremendous.
1: Won five games in five days with Kemba Walker. They did, Nikki. That's right, they did. But that was Kemba Walker.
0: <laughs> I don't know, butler has got some talent, man. Butler can score. They're a fun team. I like Butler a lot. They're just young. We'll see what, what, what they, uh, I'm, I'm with you. Okay. But you know, they're 58th in Kempom. and you know, again, they, they played I bet them though. You bet that now mm-hmm. three games left, they play St. John's next at home. St. John's, by the way, bet against St. John's St. John's loses the next game. They will lose on Tuesday to Butler. That's Mark tomorrow. It, it's tomorrow. Oh, it's Wednesday. Sorry, it's Wednesday. Mark it down. Remind us on Wednesday. Put That's it in I mean. your put it in your phone.
1: Right. St. John's will lose and not cover to Butler on Wednesday. Nikki a- Ceramello, put that on you, associate producer. That's it, Nikki. Remind <laughs> us Wednesday, please.
0: It could be very interesting to see how that how that plays out.
1: Yes. Um, so Houston won at Baylor. Do you see how that game ended? Crazy. I'm getting texts, and uh, I did not see it. But I saw it later. I mean <laughs> shot miss. was no good. The shot was after the buzzer. Yeah, but the free throw. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you gotta make your free throw. You gotta make that free throw. You, you gotta make miss. your free throws.
0: You can't to win a game at home against a number two team in the country. You can't miss that, period. You gotta make your free throws. Son. End of story. You gotta make that. You just you gotta to make that. Throw. You can't miss that. I was on yeah. plus two or plus two and a half for Baylor at home. And I thought it was dead at halftime. It's like Houston scored 41 points in the first half. This is dead. I went out. I went, I went rocking. See you later. Didn't watch it. Came back, my phone's blowing up. Everyone's DMing me. Oh my gosh, see how it ended. Got to overtime. It was like yeah, but Houston covered, right? They're like yes. Yeah, so I lost the bet. They're like yeah, but but. And then I watched the free throw. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. They missed right. the free throw to win the game. Like, jeez. Yes, that and look, Shed's amazing. Jamal Shed is just. <laughs> I don't know. I I haven't bet Houston because I don't think there's a lot of value on their ticket. But I I know I'm higher on Houston than you are, but. They are a pain in the ass to play, man. <laughs>
1: they they are, do make it hard. They're really hard. About playing their- it is a, it is, the rebounding, the constant. I mean, it's tough. They play hard.
0: They crash the yeah. glass. They can't hit shots. But when they do, I mean, in the first half they couldn't miss. It's incredible. Yeah. Every shot, every time the ball went up, it was in. I was like, this is, they shoot like this. No one's beating them in March. <laughs> like, they'll see in Arizona. If, if if Houston shoots like that, forget it. But then right. they cooled off. And then here came Baylor, here came the run. You could have gotten Baylor plus 13 at halftime. Yeah. Could have taken that right there. So it was that was wild. And then Kentucky. I think we got to start talking about
1: Kentucky. No, well, that's good. Everyone else's. They didn't just beat Alabama. They housed yeah. Alabama. <laughs> Destroyed them absolutely. We talked about this Friday, both here and on, on the yep. show.
0: Easiest over the year. I was that was yeah, that, the yeah. N- number came down. So, just as you guys n- n- number closed five points lower than they opened. Like,
1: <laughs> keep what are talking we about beating that closing
0: line, right? <laughs> I was like, who is betting under on Alabama, Kentucky? And, and like, you had, I think it was Clark Kellogg is on. He's on CBS and he's like, watch out for that Kentucky defense. Here comes that Kentucky defense. I'm like, Alabama doesn't play defense, man. Like, what do you mean? Like, this is there's no defense going to be played in this game. And there really wasn't on either end. Kentucky just Uh, couldn't miss (laughs) game. I thought I saw a live in game of two 12
1: in a college game. Like two 12. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, that was, I mean, that was one of those ones. Again, I think uh, everybody missed. Alabama was favored. Nothing yeah. made sense. Um, that was a good play on Kentucky. Kentucky ended up closing the favorite, rightly so. But oh,
0: that might be an answer for what's going on, Dave. Make sure the YouTube apps up to date. Oh, there you go. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. That might be Thank why. You, that's Addison because they made some adjustments and some changes. Oh, uh, so maybe okay. maybe that's why. So I don't know, we'll see on that. Uh, but speaking of numbers, uh, NBA totals. And 11 to
1: the over. How about that? 11 and 0 to the under.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am done betting sides in the NBA until the playoffs. I will bet totals. I'm not betting sides anymore. I'm done.
1: This it's impossible. Pretty soon. You're going to just bet futures, and you're just going to like <laughs> dabble in this and that. I'm like a job. real veteran of the industry.
0: <laughs> I'm not betting NBA sides anymore. I'm done. NBA sides of me. I'll bet totals. I'll bet first-half totals. I am done betting NBA sides. I, I it's, it's not worth it. It's not worth the frustration. College basketball is way more consistent and way easier to handicap
1: than what's going on in the NBA. If finally you've said another quiet part out loud. Good luck if you're betting the NBA. I was watching it yesterday, and I thought, oh, the Clippers down at halftime. This would be a good play. Took them. They got destroyed in the second <laughs> half by the Kings. Kings started the second half with a 10-0 run. It was 58-51 at halftime. It was 68-51. Like four minutes in, I shut that game off. I said, <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. I'd under 10 and a half in a penguin flyers game yesterday. I thought that right. was good. Seven, six final 13 goals. Just nailed it. I had a couple really good plays. Um, You know, we'll talk about here in a second with just a brief review of the NHL. It was an unbelievable weekend, but the numbers are getting harder. I think we're seeing, I don't know now about – there are teams that don't care about where they're playing, like what position they're in. That The totals is the only way to go. There's teams that have that – they don't care if they're going to get into playing, eighth, sixth, fourth to get a home. They don't care. It, it makes it almost impossible to bet.
0: It's just one of those sports – like I see people jump up and down about betting the NBA and I'm like, what enjoyment are you getting that I'm missing? Like, how are you so excited to bet this sport? Like, I'm just like, you have to, and what I've come to is that I watch a lot more college basketball. Like I like the sport better. I watch more college hoops. I have a better feel for college basketball than I do the NBA. Cause if I'm picking between tonight, what am I going to watch? It's like minus a thousand that I'm going to watch college basketball. Like I'm just, I'm gonna watch college hoops, and I'm not like excited to watch a well, Monday let's night. Let's
1: look at the card real quick. Toronto, Indiana, okay. Detroit and the Knicks, okay. Brooklyn and Memphis, mm. okay. There's only and one game. Miami the- and Sacramento. Only one game has a has a spread close to under three, right? Everything else is Indiana over. Minus six two forty five. So that'll be entertaining. Over. Indiana is a fun basketball team they to are. watch. They are. Detroit's playing the Knicks. Knicks are eleven and two twenty-three. Um, I don't even. I, where do you even begin with that game? Brooklyn and Memphis. That, that their own teams. Fans don't want to watch out. <laughs> <now>. Okay, <laughs> see what the ticket availability is in Memphis tonight. Right, the Brooklyn Nets coming to town. It's probably pretty cheap. Get in price, like the ticket fees only. Right. And then Miami and Sacramento cross conference matchup. Sacramento off of a back to back, and they're laying seven because um, are the Heat guys playing suspended? Whatever happened with right. all
0: that, the fight and everything else. But I'm I do if I'm going to bet a future, I really haven't bet many NBA futures. But I like Miami to win the East. I I, I still think that Miami's the second best team in the East. I think it's gonna be Boston and Miami in the final.
1: You're Really sticking to that, huh?
0: Yeah, I, I really like Miami's chances a lot. Once we get to the playoffs, I, I think that they're gonna be they're gonna be a tough team to face. I and look, Milwaukee, you can have them. <laughs> like, and then I mean, what do you do with the Sixers? They're four and seven without Embiid. You're
1: done. That's it. Does he I come got back? It on cash considerations, I said I'm done. we have gonna we played a song for fun. It's All exciting that right. they're done. I don't even want. I don't know. Would he, should he come back this year? Why would he? Agreed. Point, unless he's okay. And I saw a clip of Pat Bev talking about it with somebody who said his knee is so, it's hurt. And he was trying to get to that 65 so he could win another MVP because it meant something to him. And he's like, it can't play anymore. My knee is killing me. You know, he would play a first half and come in. They would do these treatments and just get him back out there. So, no, I, I, I don't think. Uh, wow, Pacers will be the fourth seed and go on a run. That's a homer pick there, big time, Dave. These daily picks being a homer, but even if they are, like, uh, n- no one's afraid of them, Dave.
0: Like they're 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 fun.
1: No, but I mean, they in just the playoffs, no doubt.
0: Yeah, but the postseasons played so differently in the regular season like teams actually play defense they actually yes. try they actually yes. try like when they play the pacers are just like roll the ball out let's go like it's right. just A- it's aau ball <laughs> it's just let's just go play cuz no one they're not going to play defense so i'm not playing defense so let's just go stack our our stats and see what happens right come yeah. playoffs I, yeah. no not happening i love the pacers too it'd be fun but
1: i don't think the sixers have enough they don't have enough tools in the toolbox to complete the job. They got to finish sixth or better. I don't mm-hmm. want to have to play a playing but at this point, with the coach and without Embiid, yes, they're going to make the playoffs because of the, what they've built up, but I can't even consider them to be in the top four. Mm. Really? Yeah. Just,
0: no. Not even top four.
1: I don't know. If he's coming back, obviously yes. But if if he's coming back and hurt, no. I don't know. That's Hmm. watch them get. uh, Who who completely waxed them? Oh, Milwaukee destroyed them. Right. We and we had it on, and it was just me and Jess. The kids were sleeping because they were up all night Saturday night. Um. So it was just a, and she's like, why are you watching basketball? I'm like, I'm hoping the Sixers come back. And she just turns goes, they're not coming back. Turn on the hockey game. I was like, okay. So we watched, we watched more hockey. We watched all the hockey.
0: So the underwear Olympics are going on right now in Indianapolis. The what? Underwear Olympics. Oh, that's what we're calling it? Combines Combine. It's always been called the combines. I under, love that. Underwear Olympics. Marvin Harrison, Jr. Like the draft, the draft's top wide receiver. The highest rated, according to Pro Football Focus, wide receiver, I think over 92, since they started doing this for prospects. No agent, no combine testing, no interview with the combine, no pro day. He's literally saying, if you want me, watch the tape. How do you feel about, about Marvin Harrison deciding to go very
1: anti-evaluation? Um, he's Marvin Harrison Jr., right? Correct. Who's Marvin Harrison Sr.? The father. Wasn't he an NFL player? Hall of Famer. Really? <laughs> Think he knows something?
0: It's interesting. If players decide to follow this, like this blows up all the content from February, March, April, all the way up to the draft.
1: I told you I didn't want to talk about it one bit. Somehow made its way onto this. Because this run. is really unique. I almost nixed this today. But no,
0: this is unique. This is, this is a player saying, this. saying, I'm not playing your game. I'm not running the 40. I'm not taking any passes. I'm not doing anything. I'm good, bro. I'm good. You want me? Here's the tape. Talk to me on draft day. Tape's pretty good, isn't it? Tape's really good. <laughs> Tape's, Tape's really good. good. I don't, it's really interesting because I've always thought the combine's the stupidest thing in the world. Like anybody who's been on a bench press, you know how stupid it is. Like a bench press means nothing. It, 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 there's no application in football to a bench press. They make basketball players do it. Remember Kevin Durant couldn't do a yeah. bench press? Yeah. It's the dumbest thing in the world. It there's no, it, it's all about whether or not someone who looks at it thinks that you're going to equate or you're going to project up to what you're going to look like later in life because the bench press is dumb, but the 40 is dumb. Like you yeah. never run in a straight line on a football field. You played a sport, you never get there in a stance and run a 40.
1: Give the people something to vote for here because you guys are doing a great job today. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, leave a comment on the YouTube. I know I asked that we get one or two comments. I mean, I'm trying to shoot for like eight And you guys have done that. And I've been bad about not responding, but I apologize. Just say something, anything. We got a bunch of people just popped in. Do you like the combine? Yes or no? Simple. The court storming is here to stay. Yes. 60 40. 60 40 for the court storming. What do you think the poll votes here? I don't, I mean, like, I think fans like it. Fans
0: like it. It's football in February. Fans like it. It's something to talk about. It's all about something
1: to talk about. But from the player's perspective, right? Think about Marvin Harrison. Okay. He can only go to the combine and drop. Correct. He can't go up. Right. Why do I got to go? Because JJ McCarthy is doing the opposite. JJ
0: McCarthy has a ton of buzz around him. JJ McCarthy is doing everything. He's going to the combine. He's going to throw. He's going to work out. He's he going to meet everybody. Well, His
1: they say papers handed a ball off a lot.
0: He might be the third quarterback. Everyone's saying they're saying well, that hard. Yes. They're saying that the steam on JJ McCarthy, top five potentially for him. If he goes to the combine and throws really well, top five of the whole draft of the whole draft. Yeah. That JJ McCarthy's got a ton of steam going on and there's arguments being made about him against Drake may. Then it's one Caleb, two Daniels, and then May and McCarthy is coming up like a horse on the outside, and then he very well might wind up getting drafted in the top five before Drake May.
1: Well, listen, so that's great. I mean, if the it, if it can help you or put you in front of people that you would never get in front of, right? It's probably worth it. Like, I just don't know. I mean, like we used to sit in the risk room, right? And and there would be two guys. I love both of them, but they would insist on watching us the whole time. <laughs> and I'm like, are you watching a basketball at all? Like, are you paying any attention like to the golf, like the stuff we're supposed to be watching because betting on this, thank God is not happening. People think he's better than Jaden Daniels. JJ LL goes to <laughs> LL does. I don't know about people.
0: Uh- I don't know. Yeah, I I agree. It is Daniel G. It feels very Malik Willis-esque. I would agree. Yes. Feels very similar. Although Malik Willis played at Liberty. This kid's at Michigan. He's the reigning national champ. So it's a little bit of a different, a little different on that.
1: He played against better competition.
0: Definitely. Well, he had a I mean a much bigger role, bigger stage, bigger everything. I mean, I I I, mean
1: his role was to hand the ball off a lot. He handed the ball off a lot. He made a couple plays to keep drives going. But, I mean, I don't really know. Can he make all the throws? I don't know. Didn't see him redo- do it too much. Correct. They didn't have to. Correct. And that's where pro days, he'll throw at
0: the combine and he'll throw at his pro day. So, you're right. I completely. It's a great point. His tape is handing the ball off. Like, his tape is being a game manager. His tape is running the hardball offense yeah. and don't turn the ball over. I, I would agree entirely. So, he does need to go and show what he's capable of doing. Supposedly, senior bowl workouts and what he's been doing. People are really, really impressive, but I, I can't wait to just see pro days are, I actually put more stock in the combine than I do pro days. The combine is not as structured and controlled as your pro day is. Your pro day is a strict, is literally a structured script your
1: pro day is an infomercial. For yes. You for your, your correct.
0: Agreed. With your own receivers, your own footballs, in a place you're very comfortable. So I give credit for players that go and ball out at the combine because it is a different environment. It's more of a true representation of your athletic talents to go and do this. I just don't know how much the combine actually equates to your actual football abilities. I mean, the big joke during the playoffs was that Patrick Mahomes took his shirt off and he looked like a ball of goo. Like he just, he looks, he looked like Brady. He looked like Tom Brady at the combine, right? Just completely unathletic, not chiseled, not in shape. Just looked like a dude. It's just like a regular guy. And he's a quarterback for the defending two
1: time defending champs. Sweet so like Lou from the four, one, two, he's known as rainmaker five. Yeah. I put it on the, the screen. Chat. He said, I'm a huge football fan. and could yeah. care less about the combine. Yeah. I think there's more football fans that feel that way that, that have said it out loud.
0: I don't think – I mean – People your, love your, the games. The ratings are the ratings
1: at, for NFL Network would prove you wrong. I, they, people watch it. They watch it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent people. I told you. I sat with guys yeah. that were supposed to be watching like – the, the 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 razor blade shooting and slicing up our first halves <laughs> and they're watching guys run the 40 or lift weights and I would go crazy in the room like <laughs> so people would come up to us in the book yes. while we were at the counter they in want to the bet book. on it now they want to bet on the 40 times now
0: they want to bet on guys you know Oh, they want to please. bet on their performances, on oh, their cone no, drill. Oh, no, please! They do. They want to. They've asked. People oh. are asking. It's like, can you do? Can you put it up? I want to no. bet on a forty time. No. ridiculous.
1: <laughs> four. You know, are you going to run a four four two or a four four five? <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it's I'd dumb. I'd rather have the baseball games on. Fair like in the book, we would put the base. I would have a preseason baseball game. And like, put the put the draft on, or the combine. No, but people would rather watch the underwear Olympics than a baseball game. They just would. Speaking of underwear, I'm wearing the Saks underwear that we got at the Super Bowl. It's a year over a year old. Yep, huh? For the first time, they were put really? away somewhere. Oh, you yeah. found them? And I moved some stuff. They're around. awesome for working out. They're
0: fantastic for for working out. They're fantastic. Yes, I would agree.
1: Yeah, I, I, we got to reach out to Saks. I'll read whatever <laughs> they want. I mean, I'm a customer now. Oh, yeah,
0: they, yeah, oh, yeah. I've been wearing them for a while. They're, they're very they're in, in my. Uh, rotation. I mean, are they in stores? Yeah, of course. I think they're in oh. Macy's. Really? I think so. That was real right? i have to
1: go pick me up some sacks now that I'm out <laughs> walking and rucking and all that other stuff. You're not in
0: the minority, LL. You know, I'd rather watch the combine than a baseball game. You're not in the minority. You're in the majority. The majority of people would prefer to watch. Look at the numbers. The numbers will dictate it. Rich Eisen in a suit running the 40 has more attention on it than any spring training baseball Fair. game in the country. Period. It's true. <laughs> it's just, just what it fun. is. I'm not saying it's right. Saudi I'm not saying
1: training games are getting better ratings than the combine. But other yeah. than that, you're right. Linus. Yes. This wins minus 5,000.
0: Yes. Go outside. I would agree. It's better than both, but people don't always want to do that. They want to you know, tell them Linus and they can't. A lot of people are in the Northeast. They can't, you know, all these this week, Massachusetts. Have you ever
1: been to the combine?
0: No, but I've been to where they hold the combine multiple times. Okay. I've okay. been to the, the Indianapolis convention center. I've been in that building multiple times. But I've not been to the combine now.
1: <clears throat> I mean, our friend Adam Hill goes every year. And for the Raiders, yeah, he has to. It's a big stories. Big stories break. I mean oh, the Raiders, know. The Raiders knows, put a. The, the Raiders tried the to trade and the networking and all that yeah. other crap. But the, the Raiders just people.
0: went ahead and 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 that's what everyone says. Everyone says that it's not the combine, it's the dinners and the events after the combine's over. Right. Where business, business gets done. Business at St. Elmo's. Business gets done. Yeah. The, Ra- the Raiders could wind up with Justin Fields by the end of the week. They put their, they have a trade package out reportedly for Justin Fields. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Falcons are out by the way. Falcons do not want him. Hmm. And they may draft JJ McCarthy. They're a wow. team. T- <laughs> they're a team being tied to JJ McCarthy as potentially that's who they're, that's to their eyeball. I mean, when you're
1: bringing in a young new coach, it makes sense. So
0: go get a new quarterback and, you know, go together and see where they go. So I, back on a rookie deal, let you yep. put in them other pieces. Yep. So, I mean, that's possible to see how it all kind of, kind of plays out. But I saw I,
1: a bunch of mock drafts and I'm embarrassed. They'd say that I even look at them, but don't be embarrassed. They're fine. Just, they're fun. They're like top they're 10 not. list. They're, no, they're, they're just such a waste of time. Seriously.
0: They're not, they're fun. They're all
1: fodder. Is that for real? Don't bet on it. They're all for Marvin fun. Harrison, fourth to the Arizona Cardinals. So who are the Patriots taking a third? Drake May. Oh boy.
0: Okay. And I love Drake May, but oh boy. That's what it's it such it is such a different environment. Gerard Mayo is it's it's like the Patriots used to be so different and Patriot fans would hate it. But I think Patriot fans are gonna come to realize that it's not always the best to be like everybody else in the NFL. And drafting a quarterback that high, okay. Drew Bledsoe took him to a Super Bowl, didn't win it, but took him there. And, and, and I, the, it was great, but that's the last time the Patriots drafted a quarterback that high. So, yeah, Eh. we'll see. We'll see. We'll (laughs) We'll see how it all, we'll see how it goes. uh, But again, young head coach, rookie quarterback, but you know, the Mac
1: Jones has a young head coach and, or a young quarterback already. If he believes in him, they're not taking a quarterback.
0: They don't. I, I mean, again, My gut tells me Mac will be on the roster next year up until probably training camp, and then they'll look to trade him. They'll draft a quarterback, bring him in. They'll see what they have with the quarterback in case. But I'm cool with drafting and stashing. I'm cool if you give Drake May a year, say, Mac, you're the quarterback for this year, right? and we're going to stick, you know, the heir apparent is coming in. But for right now, Mac, your job is to play well enough that we don't play the rookie. I'm cool with that, but, you know, I, I don't know. Justin Field is going to be a very interesting thing because a lot of a lot of things might move around when it comes to who's going to go Uh, where.
1: Nicky Sarmella just came in and said, "Part two rant." I'll say again, if the Patriots don't take Daniels if he's available at three, he'll break his laptop. I would agree with you, but he's not going to he's not going to be there at three. Be stunning. It would be stunning if the command. Oh, hold on. Got everybody in edge of your seat with that frozen face. Oh, that's a no-good one there. If if that
0: the commanders, if, if the commanders take Drake May yep. at two, yep. the Patriots should be sprinting to the podium to take <laughs> to take Jim Daniels. That's an absolute like that's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> but see, he may be the starter, Nick. Mac Jones might be the starter. You just have to kind of figure that out and take that. Like He was at the He's He didn't just show up at the Gerard Mayo press conference because he wanted to. Like, he was told to be there. There's a reason why he was there. So, like, I think they are going to. Yeah. I think they're, I think he's going to go in there and say, it's your job until the rookie beats you out. And that could be, I I like competition, but oh boy. Uh, Okay. To baseball. Cody Bellinger's a Cub. He is 80 million. Does this yeah. start to open up people? We there's a bunch of big name guys who are not signed right now in Major League Baseball. Bellinger, three years, 80 million.
1: I don't think uh, it's crazy. I don't think um I don't think all these ball clubs are falling for this Boris crap. I don't know. Do you um, like him on the Cubs? Do I like him on the Cubs? Yeah. Oh yeah. This helps everybody. This helps everybody on the Cubs. This is good. This is, I I mean, uh, again, anytime somebody goes to an NL Central team not named the Pirates, I'm kind of right. like, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, does this make them the favorite division? No, no, Brewers still, right by a ways, right? Uh, check the NL Central odds right now, sir. Where are they? Uh, Brewers got to be
0: favored to win the division,
1: no. Cardinals? hmm
0: Wow. I don't know if I buy that. No? I know they lost, know they lost a lot of the rotation, top of the rotation, but. Let's see. Hmm.
1: Current division winners, National League Central, St. Louis Cardinals, plus 145. Wow. Chicago Cubs, now plus 210. Bellinger moved the needle. Okay. Well, they were close. Them and Cincinnati were very close. So, I think they moved them down and kept Cincinnati plus 430. Wow, the, they're in the basement. The Brewers plus 550. Oh, the value on the Brewers. I like that. Guy. And the Pittsburgh Pirates are 16-1 to to win the NL Central on February 26th. The level of disrespect that they continue to show. Is the appropriate. Pirates. Is appropriate. Level of Disrespect. Is appropriate. You got the same, almost the same
0: number of wins as you guys. Do you think that that's a good thing? Is that something to brag about? <laughs> like you're at the same level as the Red Sox? That's not something you should be proud about. you played a much harder division. True. And we have a much, I mean, look at the pitching staff. I might like your
1: pitching staff better than the Red Sox. I mean, American League, East thoughts are hilarious. Oh, they're bad, bad. New York Yankees are plus 130. Yeah. I don't understand Mm -hmm. that. The Baltimore Orioles, plus 220. Massive value on the Orioles. Toronto Blue Jays, plus 440. And what are the Rays? The Rays are plus 650. That's a joke. That's a joke. Haven't we? And the Red Sox are 14 to 1.
0: Yeah, that should be be 100 to 1.
1: Should be 100. You're right. It should be that. It should be higher. Absolutely
0: right. (laughs) Absolutely. There's... (laughs) Absolutely no way
1: possible. The pirates. I mean, did you put the pirates on Mitch Keller to be their ace for the next few years? Yeah, that's. What I mean, I, I think I
0: like your pitching staff better than the Red
1: Sox. I mean, Iowa
0: guy. Yeah, I
1: like for your pitching our staff. Iowa people. That's that's like. like a big deal. I know Bramble Camp went on his show frequently uh, last summer talking yeah. about Mitch Keller and the Pirates and the fact that he was from Cedar Rapids and stuff. I don't know. You think Cubs fans are excited? Like they should be. be. Belanger done
0: before multiple year, multiple year deal. Yeah, I mean it's it's just expensive. Three years, eighty million. Like okay, like sure. Like let's see what let's see what happens. You know, right? You know, I Cubs and the Cardinals. So the Cubs and the Red Sox are always going to be tied because of Theo. And so I'll always have you know I always like watching the Cubs. I always. You know, it, 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 I may wind up if I, I don't think I'm going to be in Chicago in April. I don't think I'm, I don't think they're playing at Wrigley while I'm there, mm. but I probably wouldn't go. I told you I've been to two games at Wrigley and both times I felt like I was bored out of my mind. Really? So, oh, I don't like, I don't like Wrigley at all. No, it's, you can't go to a modern ballpark and then go back in time because it, it they have all the things, <laughs> they have all the issues Front and center that old ballparks have—it's cramped. The, the the replay boards all over the place. You don't have the common like where they the don't pitch like was.
1: Fenway no more.
0: Fenway is way more advanced than Wrigley. It's way more advanced. Friendly oh. Fenway has replay monitors everywhere. Fenway has pitch pitch in, in speeds. Fenway's got all sorts of different graphics and things like Fenway's done. They've done a really good job of updating Fenway to the best of their abilities for a ballpark that was built in 1908, but. It just Wrigley hasn't just didn't do that. I don't know why. Cause because the fans in Chicago are way more like nostalgic for keeping Wrigley as Wrigley field was supposed to be like Boston fans like Fenway, but they're also like they're yuppies and want some like modern
1: amenities. They want concessions. Things like they used to be in Chicago. Did you see the Patrick Kane stuff yesterday? Did not heard about it though. Do yourself a favor. It's Mm -hmm. all over Twitter. Mm -hmm. They stopped the game first TV timeout and did the ceremony on the board. It took five minutes because they wouldn't stop clapping in Chicago for recognizing Patrick Kane and what he did for that franchise. Sure, Even Chris Chelio's day, it was his number retirement day in Chicago, said, Patrick, don't steal my day. Plus, (laughs) I got money against you. He actually said it in his retirement ceremony that he bet against them, And Patrick Kane scored the game-winning goal in overtime on a breakaway. Oh, wow. One of the best calls I've ever heard. The analyst was going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was so good. I put it on my Twitter. It's amazing. But the, the feeling, like, once you're Chicago, it seems like you're in.
0: Yeah, no, especially in that sport. Right. I mean, your yeah. original six, like, yeah,
1: in that sport for sure. Like, it's the Blackhawks. It like, it was great, and I could see that being the same. Like for keeping Wrigley as close to Wrigley as yes. you can. I still have never been. I've been. I've been to the White Sox. You know, nineteen ninety three, I went, but I, I haven't been back. I've flown through Chicago, never got off the plane or out of the airport since. So Kane's goal won Addison twenty two units. <laughs> Holy crap, Addison! That's a nice
0: day right there. Hello, uh, back to baseball real quick because we got some breaking news. And I, I, I do appreciate you guys when you tag us on all this stuff. This is wild. Front Office Sports, uh, Owen Poindexter, senior writer for, for for Front Office Sports, exclusive story: Nevada educators plan to file an injunction to block the three hundred eighty million dollars in public funds that have been earmarked for the A's in their new stadium in Las Vegas. The group says it will kill the Tropicana site deal with the help of Oakland A's fans and John Fisher's ineptitude. Wow. You kill the public money, the A's aren't coming here. Oh, no chance. Done deal. Like that's, you go after the money, like anything else in life, follow the money. You kill the money, A's are staying right where they are. And it's really starting, I read a whole long thing, Front Office Sports has this really interesting timeline on their website about the A's move. And they still are not answering some very basic questions about how they're moving here. Where are they playing the next three years after their lease is up? Yeah. Major league baseball may need to get involved here. Like they may need, they may need help for from major league baseball, not for the A's to move to Vegas for the A's to have a place to play next year. (laughs) Because the A's get $70 million if they stay in Oakland next year from their TV partners. Major League Baseball might have to negotiate because the city of Oakland is saying, give us $70 million. You want to play? Fine. We want your TV revenue. And they want, and they shouldn't do this. They want to keep the A's branding. They're trying to also require Major League Baseball to give them an expansion team. Require them to, to have Oakland be on the expansion list if Major League Baseball expands. Not going to happen. It's going to be Nashville and Salt Lake most likely. Right. But, but Oakland wants to be part of that. I mean, th- this for all the things that happened with the Raiders move and all of the controversy around the, the stadium being built and the $750 million that was used to build
1: the ballpark, this is that was nothing compared to this, Dave. No, this was whether that was a hustle, and everybody was in on it. It was, and, but you had power I mean, plays. Davis brought his own, brought his own thing. Like, he did. He he brought to the table, and then he ended up buying the aces and like he's invested in the city. Yeah, I mean, somehow he got Tom Brady involved in it. Like, correct. He's still here. This guy, you can tell. Like Vegas is like, hold on, you ain't hustling us. We hustle people. This is what we do as a city. <laughs> you know, you're either coming with us with hat in hand and we're going to work together or squadoosh, you're out. Like it's starting to get this backlash and people are mad. I mean, you can't just give them money to build a ballpark on this expensive real estate. I, I, on a team that you ain't even going to try to win, no. Correct. Yeah. Not you.
0: You're not even coming here with the intention of building a winner because no. you haven't shown you can do it. But it's a historic franchise that has been playing in a poverty ballpark for far too long, and they're shopping to go play in like Sacramento. Like, they're like, right. hey, we'll go play next three years in Sacramento while we wait for our ballpark in Vegas to be built. Yeah. Somebody told me this because they saw our interview with the guy from Vegas. Yeah. He said, well, here's the thing, Matt. The trop being destroyed, that's going to happen. Right. But that wouldn't stop Bally's from pivoting and giving the land to somebody else to build a property, a casino property on that site
1: casino property will make more money and it'll way be more private money. way more money
0: yeah. so they so he said well he goes go and parse what the guy said he said the deal the tropicana site is going to be demolished
1: that I might gotta go back and watch that interview you guys can go back and watch all yeah. the interviews from the super bowl so on our on our youtube channel at simple boston versus the book so i gotta go do it too because i was like huh because I was reading to do it all weekend and I couldn't take my eyes
0: off the hockey. I I just don't. can't wait to see if this injunction goes through. Will the A's even fight it? It almost feels like the A's want someone to put them out of their misery. Be like, okay, like Salt Lake wants them. Give them to the Salt Lake
1: city. They got. Uh Oh, come back. Jack, snap your fingers. Come on. Almost not yet. And there you are. Okay. They they have a hundred
0: acres. Salt Lake City is offering a hundred acre site to build a massive ballpark complex. Downtown Give them the Salt Lake. Down, like I, I don't think downtown.
1: think just off downtown. Well, I but, mean, I I was just in Salt Lake for the first time last year. Ever, it would be a great place. Huh. Build it there. Build it in a
0: site in a, in, a, in a market that really wants it. They love baseball. They only have basketball.
1: They want a lot more. They have AAA yeah. hockey. They have AAA baseball. They want more. Whitrock just asked a good question in the chat. Does anybody in Vegas actually want the A's? I haven't seen a single person in Vegas say they want them to come. Nice hat, Whitrock. You see that? Yep. And his little be, be, be. profile. He's wearing yeah. a hat. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um No. no. It's hard. All, I mean, we go around. I, I talked to a zillion people a lot during the day and out and about. There's a lot of people like, nah, eh. there's no one like, Hey, we're getting baseball. Like eh. hockey. Like remember hockey. When we got
0: hockey, there was a lot of like, Oh, we're getting hockey. Like if the NBA on the day, the NBA announces that the Vegas franchise is going to happen. This city is going to explode, explode. like, my favorite thing about today is going to be about Vegas and about basketball. And this city is such a wild, wild place for the game of basketball. Like we are such, such a basketball market. Yeah. Like it's on, like I'm getting more into it now because of my daughter and like, it's my goodness this is going to be crazy. They're going to sell out every game.
1: They're going to sell oh, out every sure. single game.
0: I mean, yeah. NBA tickets going to be as, for sure. Yeah. It's going to be as hard as no a ticket as the nights were. To go, Everyone's going to want to be a game and it's, it's going to be way more popular than the Raiders. It's going to be expansion.
1: It's going to be Vegas's own. Oh, being their own is just, it's, it's such an advantage and like getting the leftovers from the A's and you're not, you're not getting the Yankees. You're not getting the Dodgers. You're getting the Oakland A's. I mean, it's not, it's just not. At least Raiders it's football, right? At least it's the NFL. So yeah, it's like the, this was a Raiders market. Like right, we would get right. the Raiders games in the afternoons yeah. here. When I first moved here in 03, my my then brother-in-law was a Raider fan. He's a he's a lifelong Vegas resident. I'm like, "Why are you a Raider fan?" It's like the games were always on here when I was a kid, you know, and then they moved to LA and it was, you know, everything is that goes on in LA is here. And then they went back up but there was a Raider fan base here. There's not an Oakland a fan base anywhere. Anywhere. Not,
0: not even in Oakland ace. Not, not even, even in Oakland. Not even Oakland is there an Oakland ace right. fan base. No, yeah. not, not even, no, not even close. So, all right. So we'll watch that. that I mean, the, 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 that could be really precarious. Uh, a couple of quick ones before we let go of our friends at SportsGrid yep. and SiriusXM. Uh, North Carolina is laying 14 points tonight to Miami. Wow. Have the hurricanes fallen. Let's do the games
1: in bonus time. All right. Let's do these couple these couple stories real quick. Okay.
0: So here is one that's rather interesting. Uh two-thirds of all reported bets yes. from the Super Bowl mm-hmm. have been or were placed illegally. This is from our friends at sports handle who put this headline out. Offshore yep. market apparently still thriving despite significant legal inroads. Yeah. What do, you, what do you make of, of this? This number seems a little bit arbitrary, but do you believe it? Well,
1: it's funny because I texted Sealy and said we were going to talk about this on the show. And we've had AGA guy, Bill Miller, mm-hmm. on the show. Yep. Casey Clark. Too. We used yep. to have Casey Clark on when he was there. Um, how do you get that number? Because that article, Mike did a good job about writing about it. And John Holden commented in the article, who I also never met face-to-face, but have come to know via Twitter and then DMs and messaging. Mm-hmm. And another guy whose opinion kind of looks at things clearly without any sales pitch or anything like that. Um, how do you come up with these numbers? I, it's yeah. Third. It's the same
0: thing. That, remember when we've talked about this? When when Sarah Slane used to run the AGA, and she yeah. came on, she came on my show, talking about right after Papsa was about to be repealed, and she said the U.S. Uh, she said a mature legal sports betting market in America will have a handle of five billion dollars. Like the country, oh. the country, oh. and everybody went. oh, but, billion five billion yeah that number is like new york (laughs) right a number is like one state so like we're guessing here like we're literally just you know taking a snapshot and trying to push it out to the masses and this is a guess i can't figure out though who does it benefit
1: if you're putting out this information
0: yeah who 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 benefits to having a report come out that two thirds of all bets on the Super Bowl were illegal?
1: Well, the way they spin it is, hey, three years ago or five years ago, five years ago, past but passed, it was ninety percent were illegal. So we're really cracking it in here, right? We're we're we're, we're, we're making inroads. We're we're we're, ex- we're we're taking more of the bets legally now than ever before, right? Is that the spin?
0: No, not to me. To me, this is another example of what is coming. Lawmakers see these reports. Lawmakers read these articles and lawmakers go make laws. It's what they do. Like your second story here? It's what they do. Oh, I was told I was a moron. I I, I was told this this was not happening in my DMs, in my messages. Everyone was like, this is never going to get passed. Doesn't matter. A lawmaker says on the floor in Maryland, I watched the 60 minutes piece and immediately wrote a bill. (laughs) She watched the she watched the 60 minute piece and literally went, we're writing a bill right off of it. Never going to pass, but that's a a lot. That's what lawmakers do. Lawmakers, this in the media, this is being telegraphed over and over again. When these stories are coming out, it's like literally watching a playbook. And I'm like, they're key. This is perfect. Yeah. This is exactly what they want. Yeah. They they need the study with the fake number, right? To be able to, to hold up that big thing right. on, on Capitol Hill and go, hey, perfect. Did yeah. you know that two out of every three bets placed were done illegally? Yeah. Counselor, how do you how do you know that? Well, this study says so. You gotta trust the study. Right. Do you know that it can you prove that it's wrong? Well, no, but you can't prove that it's right. Doesn't matter. I got it. I got a publicized study that says all this money. Look at how much money is going out of our state. Look at the governors. Hey, man, you're accepting a 51% tax rate in New York. Illinois doubling it. Michigan wants to double it. All these states want to double their tax rate.
1: Because the people that okayed it are out of office. (laughs) And they got new people in there saying, wait a second. Where's that guy that, that said, okay, can you get him on the phone? Because I'm here now and now we got a tax deficit. I'm going to raise the tax rate right on the books." So books are like, wait a second. We agreed to this. Yeah. We don't know you and you don't know us. So and you, you know what? in business it's, now.
0: It's a popular tax increase. It's popular. Yeah. You're taxing the books, not taxing the player. Correct. The player is like, Yes. Go! Don't raise my property tax. Go get DraftKings. Absolutely! Don't don't right. touch me. Go get the book. That's tremendous. Ten yeah. percent to twenty five percent. Twenty percent to thirty one percent. Thirty one percent to forty percent. Just keep on going and going. Doesn't impact anybody because these companies are all over the place. They're all they're hiring Tom Brady to appear inside of billboards left and right. Well, how we much money, the money? How much money do you have? Because I'm looking at my number and my number is not that pretty. I want. I like your number. Let's take your number. Let's go get more of your money. It's all coming together to me. It's, it's,
1: oh, this is, I, this I, is all. I've told you this before. I feel like I'm watching a movie and <laughs> yeah. rewind from 1997 to 98. Yep. When I was offshore and I saw how it all happened. And I was like, hold on. These people talking about this don't really know, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Okay. Now we're going to see because they're going to squeeze them. They're going to squeeze them, you know, but I sent you that tweet. We're going to talk about it tomorrow with, uh, with Robin said on, on on that. We'll talk about it. Um, he's saying all the quiet parts out loud. We got to do all the parlays and all the new States until people learn that the parlays are no good. And then we got to get a new state to push the parlays again. He said it in an earnings call. They're going to North Carolina. We'll talk about North Carolina in their game tonight, but North Carolina is the next state. Next man up.
0: New gamblers who come in don't know any better. Go
1: right at them. I I think they underestimate it. They have to give away a lot of money to get the people in their ecosystem.
0: As they call it. More on this topic tomorrow. If you guys are live with us on Twitter or on YouTube, don't move. We're not going anywhere. But if you're on SiriusXM, if you're with us on SportsGrid, thank you for watching. Back tomorrow, same place, same time. For everyone else, you're live. You get bonus time.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, I, look. I think there's going to be...
1: The offshores aren't going anywhere. No, and they're only going to get better and bigger. Not now. Not tomorrow, not in your In week. your local. Or, they're, they're staying. Uh-oh, look at that face. Like, your local's not going anywhere either.
0: frozen with it. Okay, now you're good. So, going. like, it's really funny, too, because you freeze all the time, but your audio always stays. It's weird to me. So that's why I don't think I'm freezing, because you're freezing, and I just think it's normal. So it's just, it's a glitch. We'll figure that out later. Yep. Um, I don't know what, like. As long as you're able to offer easy payout, easy deposit, and credit, you're not going anywhere. Like, you're not going to lose business.
1: You're only going to gain business. The restauranteur guy asked about the credit. Yeah. I mean, when they find out how much of a nightmare that is with the legals, they're going to go, hold on. Who wanted to do this? But if they figure out how to do that and not get beat, they're going to do that. But they I need someone yeah. to explain to them how it all works long term, because they're all thinking <laughs> short term. People, don't, it's going to be fucking crazy. Like
0: I just, I'm just sitting here laughing, going like the Jason Robbins quote from today, and I know we don't have it because I I haven't figured out how we use it. I don't want to attack DraftKings and make them look. Really horrible because it we can spin it that way. And I'm not trying to go to war with DraftKings by any means. But like we like in order for the sports books to really advance and get the dollars that they want in the first couple of months of them going legal in a state, they need an uneducated public to lose and play the games that they want them to play, meaning the pre-populated same-game parlays or the pre-populated parlors, all the things that appear on the top of the app, right? The easy yeah. the ga- gamification of sports betting is yes. what is what this is. Yes. So they need these things to happen. Like if you say that to somebody, <laughs> like I'm coming to your state and I'm going to make a lot of money in the beginning. Well, why? Because your public is dumb. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's a tough... Like, that's what he said. And I know he's not trying to say it that way, but that's what he said. And that's why people in the gaming world and the sports betting world saw the quote and went like, you just said the real quiet part out loud. Like, should you be saying that out loud? Because if somebody who actually knows what they're talking about raises their hand and says, hey, by the way, do you know what the head of a major sports book thinks of you guys?
1: I mean, that's... Uh, that's not good. Like, that's not... And then you need people. I mean, you don't need to do the video or you don't You don't need to speak on behalf of that. Like the key to the book business is to get more parlay handle because the hold is significantly better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So. Until they figure it, until the public figures out that parlay is betting is dumb. But you can offer parlays. People are going to bet them. You can't. What you're doing is like you can be the tobacco company and know that these cigarettes are going to kill you, right? You don't have to go on and say, cigarettes are good for you, right? Like go on and say, these are bad for you. You can smoke. We're going to sell them to you and we're going to put them in pretty packaging and and they're going to be available all you want. Right. I mean, but you're going on and you're getting celebrities and splashing these ads and all this other stuff. And tomorrow we can address, I don't know if we're allowed to play that uh saturday night live video i don't think we can no we're not allowed to but that it's was tremendous we can talk about
0: that tomorrow yeah. because
1: they hit I, I left it off them. i left
0: it off the rundown because you can't talk i couldn't play it so if you haven't right. seen it here's right. a homework assignment for you guys in the brigade if you haven't seen it yet go watch the saturday night live skit we'll yeah. talk about it tomorrow yeah. because it's dead on
1: it's dead on <laughs> it's perfect now and shoots said something this morning and i was talking to shoots about some other things and we mm-hmm. kind of I, I, Richard shoots, Richard shoots, who's a gaming longtime gaming guy who's in PA, but he, he said it on his Twitter, you can have an industry where people spend billions of dollars to market and somebody can basically not destroy it, but make light of it in a minute and 30 seconds. They did everything but it's- that's
0: how again to go back to the whole politician thing people who have said that sports betting is not on the mainstream radar it, you're wrong it's on the mainstream radar people are like we're so small wake the fuck up okay wake the fuck up it's not on it's not low anymore this they is nothing small. small they want it to be small. of course they want it to be off the radar they want like Shh, don't talk about this right Saturday Night Live just did a video. Just did a rock bottom kings. Rock bottom kings is what is what they did. Okay, that's what. And people were dying laughing. Remember, SNL is the greatest populist show on the planet. Their humor only hits if everyone gets the joke. Everyone's got to understand what they're joking about, what they're writing about, what their what their jokes mean they, it's public people who don't even bet. No. Oh, another bet, another ad, another, this, another, that. I mean, I can't tell you on Instagram, the funny, the, the the really funny things are all the memes popping up about girlfriends saying like, you know, forget about scratching up his car, like delete his parlays, like all these, like doing all these things with like betting things, like go into his account and make all bad bets, empty his oh. bank account with bad bets, like just like joking around. Like, but that's how mainstream this is. In 25 to 35 year old men in America. Yeah. Like people are just doing it. It's now part of our culture that gambling is not just this small little thing anymore. Right. It's a very openly accepted thing. Like for a long time, marijuana consumption was considered to be sort of like this unsavory thing. Like, don't do it. Don't talk right. about it. Don't be seen by it. Right. Today in Vegas, we we're opening up the very first ever marijuana consumption lounge in this country. You go into the lounge to go smoke pot in public without getting arrested. <laughs> like this is unbelievable. Like the fact that we actually have this in this country.
1: Now it two all changes come to mind with that. One Vegas is turning into Biff's paradise from the movies back to the future. Interesting. It's literally become we're becoming that exact place. Fair. Where it, I, I. The end was no good, but if you haven't seen back to the future to Google it, with the almanac and what Biff did when he got the power and picked all the winners and everything. It was (laughs) the worst. Um, Can I get the address on that boys? Number two, this was Curacao. When I lived there, this was the most open place I had ever seen in my life. They had consumption lounges. They had everything on that little Island was a Dutch owned Island and everything went, you could go up to the ranch and you weren't there to go see farm animals, if you know what I mean. You were there to go perform. Oh, we have ranches title here. Shots. Yeah, we have, we have ranches right. here. So there was a ranch. <laughs> and there was another place downtown. You could go and sit and pick it up outside and go sit and smoke it. You smoked it everywhere you wanted on a beach, this or that. Drinking, that they were teaching the kids at young family dinners to drink wine at 12. You want to sit with us and drink wine? You'll drink wine. Me. And started, you know. It was, it was the most open place. We're becoming that. But it's our job, not just me and you. It's just it's adults in the room have to say enough is enough because they'll keep pushing. They don't give a shit about what's fair. Give them hypothetical odds. Let people decide. Right. They don't. It's not their job. Their job is to extract as much money from people as they can and make it a pleasurable experience. That's it. They don't give two shits about the rest of it. They don't care whether it's fair. They don't care about the odds. I mean, minus 158 and plus 125 is becoming normal. They're going to make it worse.
0: The juice went to smoke and mirrors. That's what it's called. It's called It's called smoke and mirrors.
1: Oh, the juice was here. That's right.
0: Yeah, over the weekend. They opened over the weekend. Yeah. Today was today's their official. That was a soft opening. To, I guess today's their official legal opening for it. And yeah, I mean it, I look, I'm I'm the wrong person to, to ask because I think we should legalize everything. <laughs> like I just I think everything should be legal. So if people were like heroin. I'm like, yep, cocaine, yep. Like prostitution, yep. I think everything should be legal. I think everything should be legal and everything should be taxed. And vices should fund a lot of things in this country that we look to fund, you know, we take Property taxes, and we take sales tax, and we take all these different taxes. And, like I think our vices should be the ones that fund most of it, and try to keep it out of the black market. Vegas is now slowly the petri dish of trying this stuff out because the marijuana tax here is really high. It's keeping the black market alive in a lot of ways because of that reason. See the guys who got who got busted flying back to Spain over the weekend out of the out of the
1: Vegas airport. They really think that they were going to get away with seventy three pounds. I mean. <laughs> The bag limit is fifty. Like, I mean, we, we weigh our bags and we go somewhere here right. with the kids because <laughs> I'm worried about them having too much stuff and them having to open a bag because the way it's packed, I might right. be embarrassed. The it's guy had all the weed in there.
0: Seventy three pounds of weed flying back to France or well, Spain I mean, or like France, what of the one they do.
1: think was gonna happen?
0: Uh, you gonna go back because our weed's really good, so you wanted to go back and start a business. And what's amazing is that the guys who were probably from Spain or from. They thought it's it's legal in it's legal in Nevada, so we should be able to fly. It's like, hey, idiot, an airport is federal land. An airport is not actually it's not legal in America, it's legal in Nevada. When you step onto an airport, you're on federal land. You can't have 73 pounds of marijuana with you. <laughs> <laughs> Rainmaker Lou said, How fucking high were they? High. They were <laughs> high. Absolutely. They were completely and totally high. And and that's you know but oh. I, I i just i've always believed in that and like i understand i've always said let adults do adult things and sports betting is look there's a lot of kids who are you know 25 26 year old kids that all they talk about right now with their friends is gambling and i saw this line from a woman who's a who's i think she goes by rx gambler on instagram and twitter yeah. she's a pro poker player and she's like I think we are grossly underestimating the level of addicted gambling we're going to see for guys in their twenties. And my response to that is, you know, no one was coming out and saying this stuff when credit card companies were giving me $5,000 limits with no income while I was in college. Same exact fucking thing. Like, so why are we so we're so worried about college kids right now, betting too much or betting beyond their means, but no one was there to protect. They're giving away like, free t-shirts. Here you go. Free t-shirt. I got five credit cards handed to me like my first year. I was like, this is free money. Like, this is great. There's no one. There's no protection. No one was on was no social media, but no one was yeah. out there like saying, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't be giving these credit cards. The kids are going to go into debt instantaneously because you think mom and dad are going to bail them out. And if mom and dad can't bail them out, then what happens to that money? Oh, it's a write off. It's fine. But yeah, the kid's credit gets ruined at 21. Yeah, it's okay. It's no big deal. So that's my problem with the whole thing that, like, yeah, I think we're going to have problem gamblers. Yeah, we're going to have kids that are going to get addicted, but they get addicted to all sorts of things that no one's there to really protect them anyway. So, like, right. now it's a gambling, pr- now it's sports betting's fault.
1: Like, come on. Like, that's just, it, it's not their fault. It's just they're putting it in your face. That's, yeah. that's so. And there's people that are real noble, like, that want to, We'll yeah, lead this I agree, Micker. Me, I mean, everyone. I mean, I, I bet not above
0: my means, but like, I bet my whole college life, I had, I had a bookie I was betting with.
1: Like, it just was part of it. College bookies are thriving. We'll oh, talk God, about that ever. Maryland story to get yeah. tomorrow. That second one that you put in there, we can give that a little more time tomorrow because she wants a geo fence college campuses, <laughs> and, uh, and and I'm thinking, yep, the sure. kid that lives in. On the fifth floor of the dorm, hopes they geofence the right. college campus. He'll because book, now he'll he's in business. Game. He'll book every game on the floor. The he's whole in business with <laughs> Uncle Louis backing him up. Yeah. No problem. Just write it down. Yeah. You know, send me a text. Don't worry about him. I and like that's easy. You make it easier for the for if illegals. you. Geofence the campus. <laughs> one, they're gonna go off campus and do it anyway. Hundred Two. The local guys are going to thrive. You think they're thrive. People are going to bet just like people are going to smoke. People are going to drink. People are going to smoke weed. They're going to find a way to do it. The only way you really do it,
0: and we talked about this, but the only way you're really going to ever knock down the legal or knock down the local is by literally creating stings and starting arresting everyone. Like you're going to have to go and do so many. You're going to do so many things. You have to literally black out the ability to log on to that website. And the problem with doing that, the same thing the UFC has a problem when it comes to the illegal streams. Like you you knock, you knock, whack one, another one pops up. Right. You whack another one, another one right. pops up. You'll never be ahead of them. They'll always be ahead of yeah. you in the authorities because they can do it faster and better.
1: And it's the only thing they're doing. Right. Like the, the, the government's running off of stuff all day. It's the set of years ago, saw it, still believe it. Just know that college kids have been betting above their means for a long time. And there's been college bookies for a long time. I graduated in '93, knew them all, knew a lot of them. Um that ain't going away.
0: No. <laughs> just like think, yeah, just like underage drinking's not going away, you know? No. Just just like someone who buys a keg for the 18-year-old freshman party. That's not going away. Yeah. Like, right. you can only control human behavior for so much. It's kind of like similar to the court storming thing. But now if enough people want to get it done and do it, they're going to do it. Like, like it's just, they're going to do it whether like you want to stop it. Those guys
1: standing there with guns they ain't going to do it. You tell me they're going to pull out guns for a court storming? No. If you stand an armed officer at the bottom of each row and say, you storm the court, you're going to jail, and just stand there and have a presence, it won't happen a lot, but it will happen. It will still happen. Kids are going to run over an armed officer.
0: Yep. If he if he pulls his gun, they won't. But if it's just a know. gun and they, just and they, stand they know there there
1: with he, a gun, just stand. I mean, there right, I, I've the seen mall cops
0: get beat up who have guns. Like just if you have a gun doesn't mean a kid's not going to stop if a kid wants to do it. He's going to go do it. It's just if he deals. Exactly. If he's drunk, what does he care? Go ahead, shoot me. What are you going do? Pull a gun on me? My dad knows the president. Where the fuck? You know. Good luck. This is this is the ACC. Like you're gonna pull a gun on me? You you won't work ever again. I'll ruin your life. If you want pull a gun on me? Over running onto a court. Like it. So that that's the problem. It's it's you can't. If enough kids want to do it now, they won't do it as often, but they'll still do it if they really want to do
1: it. It's the best thing that they could do. Is Probably what they ended up doing with the credit card companies that were trying to hustle us to sign up for credit card loans. Block them? Well, one, I mean, they keep to keep them off campus, but two, they get involved with them. Because after, do you remember, I remember this now that you said it, it was a Penn State MasterCard.
0: Oh, yeah. You must have said
1: multiple. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So now you're, you're you know, that's your school mastercard. I was the first one I ever got. And I was the first one that but the key was that my dad taught us from a very young age that you use cash. You don't use credit cards because they're gonna bury you and I had to explain what taking on debt meant and how well, you I pay off I didn't work. know what a loan shark was until it was described at the
0: credit card company. Then I was yeah. like, Oh, so, I know exactly where a loan shark is now.
1: <laughs> so what they can do what they did in Canada, where in Canada the the books Instead of chasing the guys that were in the black market, they said to the Bet Three Six Five, "You want a license? Apply. You'll probably get it." Bet Three Six Five is the biggest book in Canada. They know what they're doing. They don't have to do all these dumbass promotions. They don't have their operation was going to exist with or without. So what they did up there was think if the, if they really wanted to. But see, they don't really want to because there's guys doing it in places. They don't want to acknowledge one doing it Two, right. You're doing it better than anybody's doing it here. And they won't say it because they don't want to really book the games in a lot of ways. Well, I mean, I mean the guys, here are a marketing company. It's, it's work. Which is fine. Right. But it's work. But the guys down there are booking a game. Right. So they can say, look, we'll give you a license to come here. We'll pay you an exorbitant amount of money that you've already earned for what you've done, but what you're going to do for us and save us. They could get people. They don't want to do it. They're not going to do it.
0: Mm. Boy, interesting stuff. More on it tomorrow for sure. Yes. Time for or bet it or book it. All right, we start with North Carolina and their game against Miami. I want no part of the 14-point number. It's way too much. I like the over, 154.5 on this game, although both North Carolina and Miami both have been, generally speaking, they've been under teams this year, but the last three home games for Carolina have gone over. They're scoring a lot at home. In Miami, I don't think we'll stop them, but I'm not laying 14 points. Team total for UNC is 85.5. It's a little high, but I don't mind that either. If you don't want the game to go over, Carolina team total over eighty-five and a half also is a is a decent play. Better to book wow. it over one fifty-four and a half.
1: I like. I, I say book this. Okay. Is Miami going to be able to score?
0: Yeah, I think they'll score seventy. Okay. I mean, eighty-five seventy is what the books are telling you in terms of the, for the final right. score. So right. that's that's the projection with a team total of eighty-five and a half. So as long as Miami scores seventy which I think they can,
1: <laughs> it goes over. Uh, if you had to pick a side in this, what would you pick? Carolina. Yeah. Miami is so bad. They're done. There's
0: nothing left to play for. They, they've packed it in. <laughs> they've, they, Yeah. I mean, they just, it, this game could look like the Kentucky game for Alabama.
1: This right.
0: Be, this would just be an absolute, yes. rest, which is getting to play the over. I mean, it's again. I just yeah, need North 70.
1: Carolina. I think gotta put up ninety plus. They could, to get this over. but they could. They, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch They're of ways well, we get to okay. the over. Right, I'll the say days. book it because I don't. I think Miami scores sixty. So ninety-five, sixty. 95. We get there. Five.
0: It's possible. Oh. And again, if you don't feel comfortable with Miami helping, you could bet team total North Carolina over eighty-five and a half. Oh, I like that. So that's that's the number for for okay. over. For that, so I don't mind. I don't mind that play either. But the team totals aren't available overnight, so I don't have a choice. I can't bet
1: that. Oh, fair. Okay, yeah. to so, put them up in the morning. We used that's to why. That's why. Way. If I
0: would, I would love to be able to bet college basketball team totals over overnight, but I can't. I can only bet during the morning. So this number is now and a half. So it's up two points. So there's at least steam on the over.
1: What a the manipulation they would play with those games with the team totals if they put them up tonight. <laughs> uh, I was thinking like we should propose to a book that we can help them, but. It's opening up a whole can of worms. I don't know if we want to do that.
0: Baylor off the loss to Houston at home is on the road at TCU. Number open to three. It's down to two and a half. You like this? Baylor's lost two games in a row and they have got to win this game. They lost TCU at home and triple overtime. Revenge spot for Baylor. Oh, oh I mean, Baylor, I think gets the money line. Baylor is live,
1: right? On the road, though, we keep talking about yeah, how
0: you, hard you it. You got the open, Covey. I didn't get the open. Open to three. You're right. Right. I got I got two
1: and a half. Yeah. All right. I'll say bet I don't I don't, I'm not in love with this. Mm-hmm. This is hard. This and is not then, gonna be easy. This is gonna be odds of the city.
0: I think it comes down to the end, but I think we could get there. Baylor could have won the game outright against Houston, lost two games in a row. It's kind of funny. They lost two games in a row and played TCU. Triple overtime loss. Lost two games in a row playing TCU. Maybe an overtime win for Baylor coming tonight up against TCU. I like the revenge spot. Uh, and then finally, Dallas over six tonight in the NHL. Little juicy, minus 122. But I like Dallas to score here tonight. I
1: like this one. I say bet this one. Hockey's...
0: I mean, the Bruins tonight. Five and a half for the Bruins. Yeah on the road against Seattle lost 4 to 1 in Boston to Seattle that game just I couldn't I couldn't Boston do it but 40 this is Addison's trend I'm going to give him cre- what's give him credit second period Dallas over 16 game streak oh wow 16 consecutive games
1: no matter what happens in the first period
0: no matter what happens in the first period wow yeah that's his one of his favorite plays okay They've thank been, you, Addison. They've we'll been be cr- watching that one tonight. Yeah, they've been crushing it. So he's got, and I, right. I think, I think Chris Otto's got a, he's got a parlay with it too. A bunch of second period overs um, that he's got going on for tonight. Mm. Uh, super chat questions. We got two of them. Dave's daily picks. I was wrong about the bug in the locker rooms. Manning was paranoid about it. That's true. Never proven, never happened oh. as well. You have a great week too, Dave. Appreciate great it. Thank uh, you, Dave. Addison, thank you. Never liked big parlays, but I had feelings. So I put one unit on Caesars, hundred percent boost. Got Bedard having a point to goal, Kane goal, 22 to one.
1: Wow. Saving for
0: some merch from the BVB merch. Here's my down payment. Thank you, bud. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. How about
1: Love that? when that happens. 22 That's to one. When you're supposed to take shots with those boosts. Hell yeah. So there, there's a perfect example. Caesars gave him a boost, $10. Now he's got $220 if it was a 22 to one. Again, it could have been for hundred to win twenty-two hundred, whatever it was. Just just keep it ten wins two twenty. Now they got two twenty in action. That they put ten dollars into the ecosystem with the you know snapping their fingers like the credit card companies give you money. So that's good that Addison has it in there now. Just make sure you don't spend it all. Make sure you're allowed to get it. You were talking about books, you know, being successful because you want an easy uh, ease of use, easy to get paid. Right. These local books, they're, these legal books are making it hard to get money. It ain't even easy to get money now. It's all coming around. Favorite thing about today is what? I'll be quick. Shows flew by. I can't believe we just did two hours. I thought we would do an hour 38 and get out. Um, first thing I saw this morning was a Liverpool video of them singing Bob Barley, Three Little Birds. Don't worry. Be happy. Oh, my God. Don't worry about a thing because every little thing (laughs) is going to be all right. Like they started singing it as a mob. And now it's happened. Another apparently other soccer clubs have done it. I never saw it, but I did see the other tweets. It was fantastic. It put me in such a good mood. Sports are fucking awesome. It started yesterday with the Penguins and the Flyers. The Rangers and Rempe fought again. This kid has to fight every game. The the toughest guy on every team wants to challenge him. Two minutes in, he had to fight a guy who was six inches shorter and got his ass kicked (laughs) yesterday. He took five punches to the face. Rangers ended up losing. That one cost me. I got every other game right in hockey yesterday. And then it closed with Patrick Kane Mm. and the celebration and the goal call. I don't know what you do if you don't watch sports, man. I really don't. I fucking love it. And it didn't even have to have a bet on it. Betting on it is supposed to be another means to it. Mm -hmm. Booking it and all that other stuff is a business. It is a business, but man, fucking sports are awesome. That's it. Agreed. Um, I have two quick ones. Uh,
0: The first is I want to say thank you to Peter King. Peter King announced today. He is stepping away. He will no longer be covering the NFL. When it comes to gold standards, and the first ever NFL insider that I ever read was in Sports Illustrated when Peter King would write. And you knew when Peter King wrote something, it was factual, it was to the point, and you believed it. We're missing a lot of those quote insiders these days with how they report things and are they being told by agents to report things and whatnot. Yep. So losing him in the space, I think, sucks. At 66 years of age, though, he's been covering, you've been to 40 consecutive Super Bowls. Wow. 40 consecutive Super Bowls started covering the NFL as, as a 27 year old. And now he's 66 years old. So yeah, congratulations to Peter King on a hell of a run. Yeah. The goat, the King of NFL football media, for sure. Stepping away, which is only a loss to us who still will be in the space because he was an awesome read and an awesome guy to follow and cover over his past couple of years or the last you know, four decades. Uh, and then secondly, I don't know if my kids gonna play basketball or not, but I had a really cool moment with my kid last night who wanted to go shoot baskets for the first time ever. I wasn't sure if I would ever actually get that moment with, I don't have a son I only have a daughter and she's showing a level of interest in basketball that has me thinking that she might play the game or at least attempt to play the game. But just watching her shoot baskets for the first time I was like, Damn, this is crazy. At nine years old, I honest to God never thought I'd ever have that moment of sitting there on a basketball court under the lights watching my kids shoot baskets. It's yep. pretty damn cool. So Fun. we're going back tonight. So my favorite thing about today is that we're going back after she has a skate. She does figure skating. She's going to skip a level in figure skating. She's going to test out tonight at Monday night. And then we're going to go shoot shoot baskets after she skates tonight. So I'm going to turn my kid into an athlete. It kills me. <laughs> Just let might not be pick. her thing, but for now, just let her pick. Oh no, she's picking. I mean, figure skating and, and basketball are both her thing, and she may. I mean, Kendall playing volleyball—that's also she's she's all, she's talked about that too. So there may be
1: shooting hoops with the kids. Is I used to just go shoot hoops by myself with a boom box. Oh, it's my favorite thing in the fucking world. My God, it's the best! I, told I do it that. now. I go I, to the oh, yeah. park. You
0: know, because we have wall, baskets but, around the corner from our house, and i I said yeah. I, I said, if you know if you really like this, Madeline you could just take the basket later when you're like twelve and just come up here and you just shoot you just shoot shoot by yourself, come up and bring music, and put your earpods ear on and just that's all I would do. I would go and I would do basketball workouts. I would just yeah. go and just Refresh. I'd run suicides, and I would just do different Dang. drills and like just did it on my own. It was for fun. it was because I loved the game, and I dribbled that's why I could dribble so well, and like same. I can I can spin a basketball on all five of my fingers and all five of my knuckles. Yep. And I showed her for the first time. I showed it to her last night. And she was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" She's right. like, she like, "What the hell are you doing?" Right. And I'm like, spinning a basketball. She's like, "How the hell did you learn how to do that?" I was like, yeah. "You know, a lot of things happen.
1: A lot of, <laughs> yeah. lot of time
0: by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> working on working on it. I can do the spinning. I can bounce it off my knee and catch it back. I showed her all the tricks, and she was like, thinking you watching the Harlem Globetrotters. It was pretty fun last night. So
1: Harlem Globetrotters later are here, like, by the way, tonight. Dollar Loan Center." They're tonight? Dollar Loan Center. How about that? You going? Oh, look at you. You never miss them.
0: That's your fave. The best. Good stuff. Guys, back tomorrow. Thank you for being here. We love you all. Tuesday, BVB. Hope to see you all in the chat. Matt, Dave, back tomorrow.